0: what's the sound of a dying giraffe no, no you don't it. you don't remember
1: that's not it it's... that's not the sound <laughs> <laughs> of the daily screening podcast my name as always is daily or at least it usually is but what with this being mad max fury road week i think we've all agreed we all need to have awesome mad max wasteland warrior names so this week i shall be known as the inquisitor of funk (laughs) i don't know i don't know why but that's going to be my my mad max warrior wasteland name uh, joining me this week we have my lovely wife and film scholar
0: and- certified <laughs> fucking
1: film scholar you douchebag get it right thank you one of these days i'll remember uh, and you not- remember when she's not here That's you true. remembered when we I talked about citizen time. Game. god damn it uh, uh all right my my lovely wife and uh certified film scholar uh you know her name, right? Yeah. I know. Uh, Jamie. Okay. <laughs> well, I was trying to come up with her, her road warrior name. I'm really bad at doing this on the fly, apparently. Okay. Uh, uh, Marxist the Wise. I don't, Mar- I don't know why. Is there there? My Marxist? No, no Mar- M-A-R-X-U-S. Marxist the Wise? Wait, is is Marxist. there a message in there somewhere? Nope, there's no method to any of this. These are just words that I am mad living together. Uh... We well, have
0: you. you just call her the face scalder. I mean, <laughs> Ooh, that's much better. Clearly, you're better at
1: this than yeah, I am. All but. right,
0: Jeff today. Jeff is also here. Hi, Jeff. Jeff Hi. will be called today the tread bringer.
2: The tread bringer. All right. It's I automotive. like that. I like that. Yeah. I'm sticking so with am the I force still inducer. Is no, like no, no, Marxist no. the face
3: scalder or just the face scalder?
2: I like just the it's face real... Scalder. Yeah. No, right. just,
0: just face Scalder.
2: No, the... It's cleaner. It's <laughs> cleaner, I guess. It's yeah.
0: pithier. Yeah.
1: yeah. All right, so face Scalder. Uh, uh, the Force Inducer. The Force Inducer.
2: Treadbringer.
1: Nice, Treadbringer and the Inquisitor of Funk. Right, you know, <laughs> Funk Inquisitor. Funk Inquisitor is better.
0: How about Funk the Inquisitor? Funk the Inquisitor. <laughs> oh, I like that. All right,
1: Funk the Inquisitor. Oh, Give yeah. Nemo a name. Nemo, Nemo, Nemo needs a name. Um.
0: Just Nemo (laughs) (laughs) strikes
3: fear in the heart of many.
0: Yeah. Well, okay. okay. Nemo, Nemo, the soul fetcher. Mm. (laughs) I like that.
1: Uh, Well, like I said, we're talking Mad Max Fury Road this week. Um, I'm gonna have to try really hard not to just, you know, yeah, not to spend the whole turning, not to turn into uh, Chris Farley. Remember when you were in the Beatles? It was awesome. Like that's just gonna be the whole. I, I have to try really hard not to do that, um, because fucking a, uh, what what a what a goddamn movie that was. It was certainly a movie. Before we dive into Fury Road, I suppose uh, we, we'll set a little bit of background here because we're all coming at this from uh, some slightly different angles. Um, I so personally, uh, I watched. Uh, I was a very latecomer to the Mad Max franchise. I watched them all the first time uh about a year and a half ago during my watch a new movie every day thing. For some reason, I don't know how or why, but for some reason this entire franchise had just escaped me, uh, growing up. It was not something I feel like was on T V very often. Thunderdome was on T V. Okay, yeah, when the, Jeff and I were talking about that last night. Yeah, I feel like Thunderdome was on T V but uh for some reason it just never I never I never get into that. And I think it might be because I knew it was like the late the at the time the last entry in the series so it always felt like well why would i want to start with the last one you know mm-hmm. um so so yeah so i never for some reason never watched these movies growing up i never had any friends who had them like in college or whatever were like oh we got to watch this. It, just, it just never came up for some reason um and so uh so yeah so i watched them all for the first time uh, about a year and a half ago fucking uh, fell in love with them they're great Um, And then, you know, we we watched them all uh, this past week, or at least I did. Um, Now, Jeff, you watched them all with me as well. um, But before that, you had only ever seen The Road Warrior,
2: correct? Yeah, I'd seen The Road Warrior, and it's because I was a nerdy little kid. And I, like, you know, I knew The Road Warrior by reputation as one of the great action movies. So I rented it from Hollywood Video. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And watched it in the basement by myself as I did many a movie. Yeah. And As it,
1: I think the movie was sort of meant to be watched by yourself in a basement. I, I think so. There's
2: <laughs> nothing wrong with that. So so I'd seen Red Warrior and, and liked it, but I think I was surprised by how weird it was. Oh, like, yeah. It's a weird movie. I mean, in this re- the Fury Road ratchet's the weird factor to 11. Yeah, totally. But I think that was my reaction. was like, "Oh, well, the chase at the end is amazing. I could recognize that. Yeah. But everything leading up to it seemed so weird. It wasn't a conventional action movie like, you know, like I had been watching where it was Lethal Weapon or Die I'm Hard sure, or yeah. something like that. It wasn't in that vein. So I think I was kind of like, "All right, well, I've seen it. I don't know if I want to, you know, investigate yeah. it too much further, but I did enjoy it." and then this week yeah i watched mad max on my own and then we last night did a, a double header of uh of um, road warrior and thunderdome road warrior yeah. and thunderdome yeah. so it's just so, yeah, it what was a intense but <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> it was wonderful yeah
1: um now bart you are kind of the opposite of jeff you had only ever seen the first the original mad max
0: yeah i streamed it on netflix i think okay yeah. like i don't know a couple maybe 3 years. back when it was on netflix yeah like, yeah. Three, probably 3 years yeah. ago i don't know and i haven't seen it since mm. Um, and I had never seen, I've never seen Road Warrior. And then I feel like I've seen, like, little, little tiny bits and pieces of Thunderdome yeah, on TV. From being on TV. But
1: yeah. that's... Coming into Fury Road today, like, what did you have sort of, uh... I don't want to say necessarily your expectations, because I know you've been yeah. pumped up to 11 by the trailers. Well, yeah. Um, but I mean, I guess before you started to see all this Fury Road stuff, sort of, you know... Did it, did, 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 well, it, did these movies make any kind of an impact on you? Was there any ever... No,
0: well, no. I mean, I remember being... Um, again, having only seen Mad Max, right, um, which is not like this. No, no, not no, like not this at all. all. It's, I mean, it's way more grounded, and in a lot of ways, way more frightening. Yeah um mm-hmm. and i that's that was my take home from that is because when i saw mad max i was expecting to see the road warrior mm-hmm. uh visually at least and yeah. it just isn't that yeah mm-hmm. i was like oh this movie is making sense not at all it, yeah. yeah no i mean the I movie mean, was making sense and it was setting up characters and their dialogue blah, blah 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 and i was i was waiting for it after you know half an hour for like a nuclear bomb to go off or mm-hmm. something to create long hair mel mel gibson yeah and you know tina turner and just, like, all the... All the and like, everyone's wearing hockey pads for no reason. <laughs> like, yes, like we discussed that. Shoulder yeah. pads became very big post-apocalypse. Yeah, I, I was just like, all right. And I was waiting for that to happen, and it just sort of doesn't Didn't happen. It yeah. Um, and then the movie's over. Like, oh, well, that was actually really good, but not what I, not at all what I was expecting. Yeah. And then for this, you know, obviously just from seeing the visuals of the trailers, I knew what I was getting myself into. Yeah. And when I saw that I wasn't going to have time to catch up and do my homework, I decided to lean into it and be like, okay, well, I'm what I'm going to do in seeing this today, is look for things that I feel like I'm missing, mm. that, I, like, like, that I know I'm missing because I haven't seen the middle ones. Well, that's... Okay, well, let's come um, back to that in a right. second, because that's yeah. actually
1: something I was thinking earlier, like, oh, we should... We, that's something I want to talk about. Um, I don't... I mean, I, I could
0: tell that there were things, but I don't really think it matters.
2: Yeah. No. Uh, and I
0: think that's a. I think that's on purpose. For the most
1: part, you're correct. Mm-hmm. Uh, now, Jamie, you have really seen none of these movies at all, correct? correct. Um, you were sort of in the room last night while we were watching uh road warrior and a little bit of thunderdome you crashed out sort of at the beginning of thunderdome but uh uh so so you you really had nothing coming into this movie i mean did you have any association with this franchise at all did you have like any feeling about Uh, one way or the other or
3: no i mean i i don't really know the story as evidenced by the fact that about i don't know maybe at least halfway or two-thirds through the movie, I kind of looked up and went, where are they even getting gas for these cars? And you were were like, yeah, that's kind of the point. That's what they're fighting over. And I was like, okay, makes sense. Um, No, I mean, I knew it was like crazy post-apocalypse Australia, that it was one of Mel Gibson's first things, and that it was like just a crazy, rude movie in the outback. Yeah. I also halfway through, when they were showing one of the guys with like the black leather all over his face, went, "Hey, Channing Tatum," and, and <laughs> you were like, "Yeah," and I was like, "That joke makes more sense to me now." So
1: um, now bring out the gimp.
2: Uh, <laughs> exactly. No, thank you. Yeah. yeah, there it is. No, for um,
1: sure. Well, let me. So since you mentioned Mel Gibson, let me let me start with that, um, which is, I guess, to say. You know, do you do you miss Mel Gibson in this movie? You know, like, do you... Is there a part of you that wishes that you had, like... That this was a movie about old man Max with old Mel Gibson?
2: No, I... If anything, I, I just, you know... I wish for a time warp for, yeah. for Road Warrior Mel Gibson. Okay. You know, I think that would have... I think that Mel Gibson would have worked. I don't think... Excuse me. That uh, if, if Mel had decided to do this or if... I don't know what... I don't know what would be on behind the scenes. Yeah. Or who wanted to do what or didn't want to do what. But I feel like... Having Max be younger again was Mm -hmm. the was the right move. Yeah, I agree. But I, you know, we talked a little about this. He's got his problems. Yeah, he's he's probably insane. What are they? (laughs) <laughs> uh, do you have we don't have enough own. time yeah that's yeah, a whole
0: other podcast <laughs> but i love i really
2: like mel gibson yeah. like as an actor and a director yeah. like i think apocalypto is a, a great chase movie yeah. like very well directed so you know i and i not for everyone and i can totally understand some people are like i yeah. can't get on board with mel anymore no but, totally but uh, so so part of me does miss uh that a little bit and and we talked briefly about how the thing that hardy kind of lacks is that that mischievous glint yeah you know but i don't know if that would even work in this movie because this movie is not it's not a lot of like fuck yeah i mean there's there's great moments in it but it's, like, really anchored in this, like, emotional kind of story. Yeah. Which the other movies, despite really their not, merits, yeah. are not. Yeah. So I think Hardy is a, is a fine choice for this.
1: Bart, you, as the, the other person who has seen another Mad Max movie, did you mm-hmm. have any, did you ever find yourself missing Mel in this?
0: I never miss Mel Gibson. <laughs> okay. I, I, like, but when he, like, shows up randomly, yeah, I'm very happy. Yeah. That, like, exhibit A, um... Machete, yeah. like that was awesome. Yeah, um, I, I didn't need him in the. I was about to say the City Incredibles. That's not right. No, that's um, not right. The the just the what are they disposables? disposables. Oh, Expendables. <laughs> Expendables. Yes. Um, I didn't need him there. I don't yeah. really care. Well, I think we all um, wanted
1: like the machete version of Mel Gibson in the Expendables, and that's not really what. No. It, like, if if that version of Mel Gibson had been in that movie, that movie would have been yeah. ten
0: times better. But. Um, did I so did I miss him? No. Do I think yeah. Hardy was fine? Yes. I mean, I I remember. I remember when Dark Knight Rises came out and it was like, he's Bane Mm -hmm. and you can't understand what he's fucking saying, (laughs) um, but he can act with his eyes. Yeah, He can act with his eyes and he's pretty good at it. Well, Mm. and I think it bears note that I, so I have a
1: little, little hashtag, a little hashtag, a little uh, hash mark tally here um, because I heard going in with it. Basically, the whole movie was, like, a two-hour chase scene where Tom Hardy, like, barely, barely speaks. speaks. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, I I made a little mark every time he said he has 35 lines in this whole fucking movie. But it
2: doesn't feel like he's silent or unnecessarily Yeah, silent, no, exactly. He doesn't know? feel like
1: a cipher. He just, no. like, he's, he feels like someone who only speaks when he has something to say. Yeah, yeah. he's very
2: much like a, like Clint Eastwood in The Good, The yeah. Bad, and The Ugly, like, those sort of old Western yeah, movies. Like, exactly. he doesn't have a lot of lines, but he doesn't need a lot of lines. Exactly. Yeah. He's
1: got 35 lines, and I think the first, like, 10 of them are... Vo- that voiceover at the beginning. Oh, yeah. Um, mm-hmm. And and then most of the rest of those are just him asking other people questions. Or they're, like, single words, like mm-hmm. water, pliers, yeah. or something yeah. like that, mm-hmm. you know? Or I'm sorry. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, Which I thought
3: was a nice touch. Anytime he did anything, even though he was helping her at the end, like, even if he was just putting, like, the tube in her arm for the blood transfusion, he always said he was sorry yeah. first.
1: Um, now, Jamie, you leaned over to me at one point and said, uh, I-, I really hope that at the end, that they take a Morton Joe's mask off his face, and it turns out to be Mel Gibson. <laughs> that would have so, been pretty great. great. Would that would have been. Yeah.
2: yeah,
1: That
3: would have been your Mad Max cameo there right there. Go. There you go.
1: Um, now they off, did take his face off. off. They did. <laughs> so it Jesus, could have been, it could have
3: been Mel Gibson. You don't know. Uh, well, I do know, in fact, yeah. and
1: it bears it bears note to say that, uh, uh, and for Bart particularly, yes. um, that the guy who plays a Morton Joe is Hugh Keays Burn. Um, uh, Hugh Keys Burn. Uh, who played the toe cutter in the original Mad Max? Mm-hmm. Um, who's you know fucking crazy? Yeah, um, and it works here because he's got that mask on for the whole movie. You literally never see him without his mask on. The only time he takes they take his mask off, they take his face off with mm-hmm. it. So, um, so yeah, I mean it's he's he's fantastic. Yeah, um, he's I mean, he's so he's such a delightfully weird villain. Uh, you know, he's got that uh uh like weird the first thing you see him he's just his body's all scarred and they put that like clear plastic kind of armor on him and he's mm-hmm. got all the metals and he's got that weird like breathing like bladder bellows. sack on the back of his neck it's bellows yeah. yeah that's exactly what it is yeah um which oh my like you just,
0: you just want to sit and stare at him like just walk around him and like look at every little piece of him it's crazy Well, I think the the weirdest thing was when, even though it's a mask, at one point he opens his mouth, like his
1: teethy-toothy-mouthing thing. Yeah, yeah. You can see his mouth, like like the mask kind of would move with his mouth every so often. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Well, when he was yelling about when he was carrying, what's her name, from Transformers. Right, yeah. Um...
1: Rosie Huntington-Whitley. Isn't yes. she one of? She's splendid. She's splendid. She's splendid. Yeah, she's splendid something. around yeah. Splen- splendid Trying to keep all the character names Hold straight on. is going to be like fucking let's, impossible. Let's, let's, they let's really get it right. Have names and take no. Wait, we're, well, gonna,
0: we're gonna get this right. Her name is the Splendid Angerad. There we go.
1: we go. Well, I was gonna say, and that's the thing. Like, it's and it's also like this weird thing with this movie and with this franchise, really. That everybody has these incredible, spectacular, fucking character names and. People rarely refer to anybody by name. No, you know. True. Like the only people who really have like, who actually get like name checked in the movie are Immortan Joe, uh, Imperator Furiosa, Nux, and Max. And Max, but literally he doesn't say his name till the very end of the movie. I mean, we no. know who he is, yeah, but well, like and the he doesn't tell us. the Little
3: girl shouts his name all the time. Yes, Max. Max right, right. But hear that's, hear flashbacks, help us. that's flashbacks. That's flashbacks. I'm saying you hear. His I'm
1: name just saying, name like, he literally nobody in the movie knows his name. Yeah. until the very end which again um, plays
2: on that idea that he's like the man with no name exactly, it's like the yeah. sort of western hero who comes in to try to you Absolutely, know save the totally. town and then disappears yep. afterward which happens in every single movie yeah,
1: very very much so mm. um so yeah it's a it's a weird sort of you think with crazy fucking awesome names like that you would want to say them all out loud as much
0: as humanly possible do you know what it reminds me of and i almost am embarrassed to say this what's
3: Tarantino?
0: that no <laughs> pacific rim Oh yeah that, Crazy that. names They built this universe Most of which isn't seen yep. or Utilized But you know it's there Yeah And I mean obviously This is the OG mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And that's just Pacific Rim And they do name drop Everything yeah. in there But in here I appreciate that It's all It's there but it's all withheld. A yeah, little.
1: absolutely. So you go to the IMDb page, yeah. in which case, just like fucking. Good but stuff.
2: then the credits too. You get the. Oh, the credits yeah, are the amazing. credits, are, right? You know. Which
1: is, and I appreciate that they do at the very beginning. I mean, I was kind of wanted like more of them mm-hmm. because they're, the only credits you get at the beginning are literally just uh, Charlie Theron and Tom Hardy. But they give the character names at the top, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, so I was all psyched up. I was like, "Yes, we're gonna get like a whole list of awesome character names right up front." But those are the only two character names that come up uh, in the pre-title sequence. I think that's so. okay. That's yeah. fine. No, yeah. it's fine. It's totally fine. But I appreciate ha- seeing them all up there, like giving them their due instead of just the scrolling list. Mm-hmm. Do you remember
0: when movies always ha- like had opening credits? Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. I remember those times? Oh yeah, of once upon a time. Yeah, once a-
2: yeah, not even and that then, long ago. And then
0: Batman Begins came along, and-, and now it is a lot of times
1: they don't even do a title or anything like that anymore. Yeah, it's just crazy. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I want to ask you guys, uh, Bart and Jamie. Like like uh, Bart, you mentioned,
0: mm-hmm.
1: were there things that you felt like like gaps? Things that you felt like, oh, I feel like this is referencing something that I didn't see
0: in another movie. You know, having seen Mad Max, I, I remember that he had a wife and there was a kid. You know? yeah. and, and the, she was abducted. I vaguely remember, and then Toe Cutter and yes, it's all it's all real hazy, and that's okay. Um, and as far as the the little girl that was haunting him that just took me back to (laughs) Waterworld which is
3: that's how I felt about when they were watching the one last night I was like that's totally little Waterworld child running a
0: yeah I mean well because Waterworld was trying really hard to be Mad Max with water in the ocean Mm -hmm. yeah. yeah real hard yeah uh, not successfully. Um, well, because I, I think it's interesting because
1: like the flashbacks are are flashback to nothing we've ever seen.
0: Mm-hmm. Oh, know? are they really? Yeah. yeah. I but, sort of assumed that that kid was somebody. Right, you know? No. And it's,
1: and it's interesting. So yeah, the, you know, we we've gotten plenty of backstory with him, and you know, the first movie, he's got a wife and a kid, and they're kind of on the run from these crazy biker gangs, and yeah, uh, and there's they a get, house or yeah, the, and they, they get going vacation or they something. get yeah, exactly. They get uh, the wife and the child get basically run down uh, by motorcycles. So they get killed. Um, and then in the second movie, he kind of meets up with this little, like, town of people uh, who are running, like, an oil rig. They're literally, like, drilling oil. Um, and they're being terrorized Be- by... Besieged. They're, exactly. They're being besieged by the Lord You're Humongous! The Lord Humongous, who is the villain of uh, Road Warrior. Um, and he... <laughs> and, and so he sort of helps this town full of people kind of escape and get away with their oil and stuff like that. Um, but... You know, one of the very, like, strong, central things of this movie is these flashbacks where Max is being haunted by people he couldn't help. People mm-hmm. he, who sort of, he let down and who died because he couldn't save them or whatever. Mm-hmm. And that's really not been a any kind of a strong, central, aside from his wife and kid. Like, oh, no,
2: I, I will argue this. I think this is a really interesting continuation of a theme that I thought was very resonant in the, the original trilogy of Mad okay. Max, that... He is, first of all, he starts off being a cop, you know, in yes. Mad Max. Right. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I remember a- that. And but then once his partner Goose, not Anthony Edwards, right. by the way, um, gets gets mowed down by the toe cutter gang um he steps away and one of the reasons he steps away is that he feels like if he's out there he becomes one of them like he's gonna become a savage like the rest of them yeah and so that's why he tries to protect his wife and child and can't and and then is therefore motivated by all this guilt in the rest of the series like he you know he has to kind of be persuaded to do the right thing and he doesn't always do it but you can sense that the reason he doesn't want to get involved with the town initially in road warrior yeah. is because you know he's already lost people that he cared about and he doesn't want to put other people in danger and right. he, d- he knows sort of the the trap of like you know entanglement with other people well i think yeah but so, i think the
1: difference is like in those movies in in road warrior and in uh, thunderdome it's like subtext you know like yeah you okay. have the background info of like oh he lost his wife and kid or whatever but he doesn't strike like strong personal relationships with any of the people in that town uh, or in Thunderdome really mm-hmm. with anybody like they're just like people who sort of glom onto him to a mm-hmm. certain degree because he can get, you know, he's the warrior of the wasteland, like he can mm-hmm. get shit done, you know. Yeah. Um, so, but it's never like, oh, he, he you know, he never, there's never a romantic interest, like he never falls in love with anybody. He doesn't really take any kids under his wing like his own kid, even though he encounters many children. Yeah, like he never really like takes them think under his own.
2: Children are a big part of like his character and of his oh, story sure. because there's the the little weird child yep. and there's, and the road warrior, the feral kid, yeah. the feral kid, and who's telling the story we yeah. find at the end of the road warrior. He's, yeah, she's. He, she, he, he. okay, he, okay. It's 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 a bit androgynous. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, but it's
1: a, it's a very male met narrative. Child, oh yeah, that's right. Child, the child. androgynous. Yeah, yeah.
2: <laughs> there you go. Uh, um, but then, in obviously in Thunderdome, all the the children yeah, that yeah, he's exactly. trying to sort of ferry to safety at the end. Yeah. So i feel like this is basically just what i'm my point being this is an outgrowth of something that was you know perhaps more subtextual yeah. in the er- here original it's very ones. explicit though. here it's more explicit but even then we don't ever i well, mean we don't really learn what happened well, you know he's no also, we
0: don't he's also full of shit though in what way i don't know if you wrote down the uh opening voiceover i wrote some of it yeah but he says i used to be a cop yeah mm-hmm and now I'm a man reduced to a single instinct. Mm-hmm. Survival. Sure. Which is
2: bullshit. Yeah. He's not at all reduced <laughs> that's to the survival. S- that's the story. So he...
0: he's full of shit.
2: No, you're right, but I think that's the story he tells himself. Yeah. Right, and that's right. the story he tells himself in Road Warrior and Thunderdome, where he's like, I'm on my own, I don't I don't want any personal connections with anyone, and then he keeps getting roped into right. helping people, yeah. you know. So I think that's, we're kind of given an unreliable narrator, in a way. Well, I was gonna say,
1: yeah. and I think that's the other interesting thing, like, you, you talk about, like, that, who the narrator is, that another interesting sort of uh difference between this movie you know mad max is told pretty straight from a narrative standpoint it's just sort of like here's the story it's, it's on this the yeah exactly um road warrior is there's like voiceover throughout it um that is at the end revealed to be this like this child who's who we've seen through the whole movie um but child they,
0: the androgynous mm-hmm. exactly
1: uh but we you know basically they they you, you at the end it's like oh and then we never saw him again we went off and did our thing and we max went off to do his thing and so it, you you it builds max up as a sort of like mythic character mm-hmm. this sort of legendary yeah. figure um and the same is true with uh with thunderdome where you know we have these people narrating at the end these people narrating the story and we went off and did this thing and we like light the lights and mm-hmm. and max is off to it you know off to doing his own thing and um this is the first movie, I think, you know, by starting off with a voiceover from Max, it's arguably, like, a movie kind of told directly from his perspective, which mm-hmm. you've never really had in this franchise. Mm-hmm. Um, but granted, they never go back to it. Like, he doesn't, yeah. get, he doesn't get voiceover at the end. It's really just that, you know, arguably it's just like that intro kind of setup kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. But there's you don't get the same, necessarily the same sense of... It feels a little more like the original Mad Max, and that sort of omniscient. There is no mm. particular character point of view here, right. um, despite you the, his like intro voiceover. Yeah, uh, which is which is weird.
2: But what I like about the flashbacks is that it it feels like you know, I mean, I guess we could talk. Do you think this takes place after Thunderdome?
1: Well, okay, so that's the other thing, and which is why I was saying that like you guys don't really need to worry about not having seen the other movies because. You know, and one of the things that makes Mad Max uh, as a franchise stand apart from all of the things that are so popular today, you know, stuff like Marvel and its, like, giant interconnected universe where everything is connected and everything matters, you know, because all of these Mad Max movies are told from, you know, other people's perspective and, you know, he's it's Max is sort of framed as this larger-than-life, you know, mythological, you know, character, Um, there is no continuity between these movies whatsoever aside from like just that very basic backstory of max is a cop who lost his family and now he roams the wasteland like the the first movie is kind of arguably his origin story and everything that comes after sort of springs from that but everything that comes after is like there's no sense of you know one thing happening before or after another the details get Budged, you know, like we'll see his car get fucking wrecked in one movie, and then he has it perfectly intact in the next
2: movie. I think his hair is the clue because he's got the buzz cut. He's kind of his hair looks like you in Mad Max, and it's it's more you know he's a cop. Yeah. And then his hair's a little shaggier in Road Warrior. Yeah. And then he looks like fucking William Wallace yeah. at the beginning of Thunderdome. So True. I feel like you know the hair is the chronology. But yeah,
1: his hair gets shaved at the end yeah, you're of right. Thunderdome, and you're then right. it's long again at the beginning of Fury Road, and then it gets yeah. shaved again. Mm-hmm. So, so like so yeah yeah it's kind of all over. The place, um, and I think that, you know the V eight interceptor is like a great clue because we mm-hmm. literally see it explode mm-hmm. uh, at the B, at the uh, end of uh, Road Warrior, mm-hmm. and yet he's got it again. He doesn't mm-hmm. have it in uh, Thunderdome, but he does have it here in Fury Road. Mm-hmm. Um, so,
2: so so maybe it's in between Road Warrior and uh, Mad Max the m- original. Maybe you know? I
1: don't you know it's hard. But to anyway, say. my whole
2: point is that I think. But uh, it, no,
1: because it, it gets wrecked in this movie.
2: Yeah, that's true. You're right. You're so, right. So yeah, very very wrecked. Yeah. yeah but what i like about the flashbacks is is that it's it sort of suggests there's all these other stories with max you yeah. know he is and this is like a like a pathological thing almost for him that he he wants to think of himself as this wanderer in this you know rugged individualist but he keeps getting drawn into these conflicts trying to help people because he couldn't help the people closest to him he couldn't help his he couldn't save his wife he couldn't save his child totally so he keeps getting drawn into these conflicts and and so i think that's what i like about the um the flashbacks is it suggests this has happened before this has happened before it will happen again (laughs) yeah it is.
1: um yeah and i mean that's the thing so you, you get again so you have these these flashbacks to the thing that We've never seen that isn't referenced in any of the other movies. Um, so you kind of wonder, like, again, it sort of suggests a, a, even a, a richer history than mm-hmm. we even have. Like there have been other stuff going on, mm-hmm. uh, you know, other people that he has let down and some child who died because mm-hmm. of him. Um, and I think at one point in one of the flashbacks, you see like the kid get run down by cars. Yeah, which and,
2: is interesting because that's how his child and, and exactly, wife die in Mad exactly. Max. So, um,
1: And I think, and you know, I think there, there you do get that opening sort of uh you know, credits, voiceover, flashbacky kind of thing, um, which like goes back to the Road Warrior, th- right? That know. little black and white footage. I kind of wanted it to be in the square, yeah. in the like four, four three, three, and yeah. then expand out to the widescreen like they do in Road Warrior. I was a little, oh, I was a little sad that they mm-hmm. didn't do that, but was, it's okay. I'll allow it. Yeah. Um, now, Jamie, you haven't seen any of these movies, um, but you were interested in in seeing this one. So I want to know why you were. Was it just the trailers looked cool? I know we talked about the sort of uh, you know within the context of the men's rights activist like feminist backlash thing I feel like that probably was a little oh, bit of a lure for was you Was there
3: a men's rights activist backlash? I didn't know about that. You didn't yeah. know they
1: were no. a, yeah, there movie? was a whole article oh. on how Oh I try Post.
3: not to pay attention to what they're doing. Yeah, um, no, yeah no you're right. What, what I, tr- is, I try to make sure I am not so, up to date on what the MRAs <laughs> care about. The
1: men's, right a- men's rights activists basically got all up in arms this week. Um, and said, uh, you know, you should boycott this movie because even though it's going to lure men in with the promise of like car chases and fire tornadoes and like cool action sequences, All of which it delivers on. Yeah. yeah. Um, secretly, this is a movie that is just promoting the feminist agenda. Uh, and this is what's wrong with Hollywood.
2: No, and it's going ev- to that's emasculate everything people. Everything that could possibly
0: be right about Hollywood. Emasculate yeah.
2: people. Yeah, because yeah. mm-hmm. oh, no. and then it became a weird like physiological thing too. They're like, women are weaker than men. It's just physically true. Like, yeah. why would you why would you have an action movie with a female protagonist who can do all the same things that a man can do? Literally, like that was the thing. that's like, a quote. Yeah, well,
3: like one, one because well, awesome. the woman is Charlize Theron. Yeah, and she's, yeah, got, well, a cyborg, two, she's got a cyborg yeah, arm, fucking robot arm awesome most of the like big pivotal murders and killings are done with guns i'm pretty Mm -hmm. sure i can pull a trigger just as well as anybody else Mm -hmm.
1: that's true but i mean for them it's like oh they're not physically capable they're not intellectually as capable it's like it's that whole argument we want to have a conversation
3: intellectually capable Mm. you're a men's rights activist (laughs) 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 you've given up the intellectual card she can pull the trigger better than he can. That's yeah. true. And very plainly. Yeah. He, yeah. I'm sure that's I one of the that things I mean, that them. So he much. he yeah. turns he over like, the gun <laughs> to her and uses himself as a sniper, like, what's it called? A like, a arrest. Yeah. Yeah.
1: yeah. I'm sure <laughs> yeah. that's one of the things that had them upset. And as soon as they.
3: But which is so stupid, because seriously, anyone, like. I don't understand how anyone can honestly think that like aiming a gun is somehow gender based. That like a man can somehow aim a gun better. It's literally just standing there. And I like, coordination I'm sorry, man. I no. am better at just standing there than anyone else. Well, it's
1: <laughs> arguably a lot more than standing there. It's but more we or less have standing more strength there. for for bracing up the gun to right. sure like, steadying the end? gun but, I, but can't you I, I can just see like an audience full of like MRA guys like when that moment happened like oh god he can't even shoot his own gun he's gonna give the gun to the woman Fuck this movie! Yeah, you know? it really
3: sucks to be portrayed as super incapable and not able to do anything in a movie. <laughs> I wonder what that would be like. Yeah, I know, man.
1: Crazy. I wonder what mm. that's like.
3: So weird. At least Mad Max never tripped and fell in front of her. <laughs> and fell in front of her. Being so annoyed. <laughs> oh, yeah, his shoe I'm never such fell. I was like, oh. Made him more endearing. Yeah. When
0: I wear shoes, I fall down. <laughs> <laughs>
1: uh
3: um, there, no teams. i i had heard about the eve ensler stuff right we'll talk about, about that bringing, a bit. about bringing eve Enzler, who created the v- vagina monologues onto the set specifically to speak to the women who were playing the wives um to talk to them about what it's like when you're a woman who's lived years of abuse and and you know potential like molestation or anything like that and what that's like and how that affects your life um, so to inform their performances and things like that. So knowing that he had done that gave me a kind of different viewpoint of what this movie might be. I yeah. mean, I didn't, like I said, I didn't know much about Mad Max, and I assumed this was just another like Fast and Furious in the desert kind of thing. Um, <laughs> but sure I was like, makes... what, was, what was the quote you said? Uh, Sorry oh. to interrupt. Yeah, yeah. it was like,
2: but just it was like uh, this movie makes uh, Furious Seven look like Curious George. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's right. yeah. That's all.
3: yeah, yeah. no, it did make me kind of annoyed that I have spent time watching the Fast and Furious movies. So yeah. I was like, Man, <laughs> uh, I was like, see, it's not that hard. Uh, I think it's pretty hard. Then, but yeah. did you did you but like those? No, it's not that hard to not have strong be female characters. It. Yeah. It's not that hard oh, to oh, not put all of your oh. women in booty shorts and oh, 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 pan up oh, 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 their bodies. I thought you meant yeah.
0: like hard to make a, like amazing, like mind numbingly oh, amazing easy. action movie.
3: Yeah. Mm-hmm.
1: Uh, no, uh, well, okay, but what did you? How did you? So that you, you kind of were excited about those characters and sort of what they had done with those characters going in. So. Did that pay off for you? I remember we talked... because um, Mostly because I remember we talked about whether or not that was, like, just going to be, well, they brought her in to sort of talk about it, and it's just background stuff explicitly stated in the script. that it was, like, going to be
3: background stuff just so that they could have it in their minds while they're performing, but that it wasn't even going to have any bearing on the actual story or anything. Um... It's difficult for me to say. On the one hand, I like that all of the stuff with the women, not just the wives, but...
1: The older women as well. But the older women, yeah. Yeah.
3: And this place where Furiosa came from that we don't get a lot of background on, but that seems very interesting. It's not... To me, it almost seems like it never was... I mean, other than the wives, obviously, that's a very, like, gendered issue. But where Furiosa was from, that thing never seemed gendered. Like that just seemed like a group of people. Like they happened to all be women and they happened to all be badass, but it didn't like necessarily matter that they Well they referred
1: to it as the green place, but they also referred to it as like the land of many mothers. Yeah. So it made it sound like... like other
3: birth mothers who have been like rescued because she also tells Max she's done this many times. Yeah, I
2: didn't understand what that. Uh, which meant. I yes. didn't get either because yeah. at the very
3: beginning they said like, "Oh my God, I can't believe like she's gone rogue!" Like this was yeah. so, so shocking. But if she's done it many times, I mean, all I was gonna say was, and I was gonna say this before when you were talking about the movie, it and like what we thought of it having not seen anything, it felt almost like I remember thinking partway through that if this hadn't been kind of like a reboot of an older property. It that already had a cult following, it never would have gotten made. And part of that is because it doesn't seem particularly well-grounded or well-explained. It's just kind of like, well, this is the world. And you sort of are like, oh, okay. And you just sort of go into it, but I it, never felt a particular sense of, like, why are we this way? And all these war boys, where'd they come from? Like, they're all boys. Where'd they come from? You know? And whose kids are they? And it, I'm not saying that as a criticism. I'm yeah. just saying is, I don't... I didn't really get the need for bringing out Eve Ensler because they didn't really go too much into exactly what was happening in this world. Like, why all these... Are they giving birth to the war boys and that's it? Is that their job? Like, is that where they're coming from? And if so, what happens if they have daughters? Do they just become birth mothers? Like, I would have expected that having brought her out meant it would have been more explicit, and it wasn't really explicit. And again, I'm not saying that, like, dimmed my enjoyment of the movie, but it did just kind of surprise me.
1: Yeah, I mean, I'll say that um, I think there is, like, some little flavors of that, uh, of, like, her... Input uh, with the, or her her work with those actresses like uh, there's the one of them and I don't have the list because I can't tell but the the brunette one basically no not Zoe Kravitz yeah the one who wants to go back yeah. like that feels like something that's yes. very like yes. becomes mm-hmm. very informed by that kind of work <clears throat> with Evansler yeah
3: and like at least he like at least he treats us nicely yeah you know? yeah like, we, we were the, in a place where, of privilege
1: what were we thinking yeah you like know? what's like, so bad about that he protects us yeah like, that kind of thing like that feels like the kind of thing yes, that's like definitely. very informed by that kind of stuff. Um. Uh, but I and
3: the all the whole thing, or apparently Rosie Huntington Whiteley, Whitely, um, whatever. Um, her whole thing of "We are not things."
2: Yeah. Yes. Yeah, and the graffiti at yeah. the, the beginning. Yeah. Who, the who wall. broke the world? Like, yeah. That. Who oh, broke the, the world? Yeah. yeah. That yeah.
3: also seemed very feminist, like "Who broke the world?" Yeah. And, yeah, and, and it's, it's always a woman asking yeah. that question. Yeah. Who broke the world? Yeah. yeah. Max, does, Max doesn't ask us. that question. Furiosa. Yeah, I'm not saying I was disappointed or anything because I still very much enjoyed the movie, but I just remember thinking like, this would never get made if there wasn't already a built-in fan, yeah. base, fan base for Mad Max because it's so strange. And again, I don't mean that as a criticism, but like it's so off the wall yeah. and yeah. It's, so it's so bonkers yeah. and none of it is ever explained. Well, it's and just and like, this is life now. Like, Get on board and come for the ride. But if you didn't have that background... People would have read that script and been like, but what the hell is it? Yeah. And so it never would have gotten See, off See, for me, I think.
1: actually, that's one of my, fa- and I wrote down, like, uh, no, uh, no backstory, no exposition. Like, and I actually mm-hmm. love that. Like, I love mm-hmm. a movie that'll just throw you in and yeah. just and expect like, you to go. figure this stuff out. Exactly. Here we go. Yeah. Let's go. Um, and you're right. Like, it, you know, if you've seen the other movies, like, you kind of, like and there is like very very uh, perfunctory lip service at the very beginning for like oh gas wars and who people thought whatever no, whatever, no, whatever. Right. yeah exactly yeah. Um, so
3: it's just strange to me to have a movie that ends with like a complete overthrow of yeah. the status quo like not just getting them to safety yeah. but actually deciding to go back and completely overthrow the status quo, but that spent no time actually establishing for what you what status the status quo is, is well, in the no, first place. No, I think they spend
0: enough time. I mean, you get the you
3: get enough quo. of like, well, you know, he's controlling everything. These yeah. people are dying. They don't even have water. He yeah. controls the water. He controls the water. He yeah. so he owns the so he water. He owns them. the people. Yeah. And I think it's yeah. really I mean, interesting he's a the bad way guy. he frames he,
1: water as like a, like a drug to the people, that was mm-hmm. the, that was <laughs> which is like if you're a fucking yeah, like you don't
3: get hooked on it. Yeah, if you're a
1: warlord in the you know apocalyptic future where it's like you control very scarce resources and you have all these people it's like no you, you don't frame water as the thing that keeps life happening you frame it as a drug hey you mm-hmm. don't have too much you'll get addicted yeah. to it it'll and ruin your res- life you'll yeah. resent its absence exactly mm-hmm. You know? also, like water
0: withdrawal it's yeah. amazing it's odd like this an is an California ahead. in five years yeah exactly <laughs> yeah, yeah.
3: <laughs> maybe it's my naivete slash just like complete and total laziness but I think it's crazy that in this world that has like and I thought this last night when you were watching the Mel Gibson ones in a world that has, like, no gas, that they have come to prize cars so completely (laughs) to the point that they, like, fight all of these wars over the gas, and I'm sure there's a metaphor there, but I, I was just thinking, like just be so much easier just to be like well this is the world now like we don't have transportation anymore so like set up your little shack and find your little piece of land and just exist because eventually it's gonna run out so I, you might as well adapt now
2: yeah no, I think that's a fair point that's I exactly
1: think, what he did I think well I think it's key that this, these movies again that these movies take place in Australia and it's not somewhere like you know North America it's where like California where, well mm-hmm. where it's not somewhere where you can have like temperate climates and where, you know, the existing pre war infrastructure that might still be in place, like, oh there's, you know, big sprawling cities and suburbs and, you know, not a lot of like this is Australia where literally I mean Jamie and I have been talking about moving there for a couple of months and it's like even now before the apocalypse everything in Aus- in Australia is trying to kill the humans yes, you know it is. and the, the the climate is fucking insane it's like they had you were just saying today they had to invent another like add an extra color, color to the temperature spectrum <laughs> for when they do weathers because the heat like the average temp. Temperature was going so high that they had to they had to increase the spectrum of weather maps,
3: basically, yeah. which is insane. What you know? did they choose? Magenta. Magenta, <laughs> yeah. Because yeah. mm-hmm. they had you know yellow, orange, red, but red capped out at something like a hundred degrees. Uh, and the last two years, they've had summers where they have routinely gone up to like a hundred and ten. Nice. And so they had to add magenta.
1: Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so I mean, so, so putting it in that environment where it's like okay, in uh, you know, after you know society breaks down, like, yeah, you might have these, like, long stretches, like, you know, basically people who are sort of exist in little cities, little pop-up towns, whatever, with just huge stretches of empty space in between, uh, and being able to get from A to B, and be able to go out and get more resources, um, at, like, that becomes, you know, clutch, that becomes very important, and so the gasoline becomes the motivating factor. I like that they call it
0: guzzoline. guzzoline.
2: Yes. <laughs> yes, guzzoline. Um, no, my, I was going to say, like, I don't, I don't want to uh, give the impression I don't think this movie or these these movies, this a series, don't have interesting themes or things to say. Mm-hmm. But I also think it's a little to address Jamie's point. It's a little bit of the tail wagging the dog because George Miller set out to make a car chase exploitation movie yeah, with Mad Max, yeah. and clearly this this gives him great joy to make these kinds of movies. Exactly, and so I feel like. The the gas backstory and we're fighting over gas and all that. I feel like that's a justification to do all this great oh, you know totally. stunt work yeah. and, and and car chases and stuff. But again, I think there are maybe mm. some interesting metaphors and things within that that oh, he's sure. actually managed to um to integrate into yeah. what is essentially an exploitation picture. Yeah. yeah. No. Absolutely. And
3: I know that like in any society, that which is scarce automatically becomes the most valuable. So I mm-hmm. can see like the cachet of How like, Jared well, we Diamond of you? I know we have gas and we. Have have cars and aren't we great and this is why we're in charge of stuff but the way they like spray paint the silver all over their mouths when they're yeah. really going to die and they're like mm-hmm. oh you're going to be shiny and chrome and everything and I'm, I'm far too lazy for this like i would never <laughs> i would never like go to war to fight for gas so that i can drive a cool car i'd be like at the end of world's end where they just like or Rosamund Pike and Steven make their little, like, shack (laughs) and just, like, have their cute little Uh family. Like, that'd be me. I'd be like, that's good. Like, this is life now. We have no cars, and that's okay. Like, I'll adjust. The
1: trick is that, like, you know, that these crazy biker gangs of, you know... Wasteland warriors mm. and marauders will like eventually show up at your door and take all your shit. Basically, I
3: don't have any stuff. That's the point, though.
1: You've got yeah, but you've they... got water and you've yeah. got food that is keeping you on. alive.
0: That's all that matters. Well, and you you've know? got yourself. That's, That's true. Which I was gonna say, and, and in, right back to the first m- one. I yes. am no. not
3: a universal donor. They don't. Want no, 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 no. Not only that, but <laughs> no, I'm no. positive, which means if you are negative, you really can't. Have That's it. not what right. he's talking about. In the first two you can be Patton Oswalt chained to the front of the lead marauder's nitro truck.
1: Just do me in the dirt purpose. button. Like, it, there's a lot in the first two movies. There's a lot of, like, really awful rape stuff in the first two oh, movies. So, is this
3: movie, like, an apology?
1: Well, I mean, yeah, I, I don't want to say a, that, but it's like. That's an interesting
3: thought, actually. I'm just saying. Well,
1: uh, not, because it's not that there are, like, that the women are just there to be used, but, like, you literally see these, like, marauding bikers, like, run a car off the road. There's, uh, a, like,. You don't necessarily see a lot of explicit rape. You don't, in see, the movie. Any no, movie. You don't see any. No, but there is but it's that but real. It's there. But it's a
0: real threat. Yeah, yeah, exactly. There's
1: a there's a shot where the uh, in the first one where Mad Max and his partner like when they're still like police officers, there's still some semblance of order in the world um they find this like wrecked car by the side of the road and this one woman who's like you know injured and and she's clearly been you know sexually assaulted and the guy she was with is like running away from the wreck like off in the distance and he they look at him through a telescope and he is like butt naked and his ass is literally bleeding like there's like a big big blood stain in like out of his ass like it's not even really a gender thing really yeah. it's sort of no, you know, it's just a, but
2: they okay. handle you know that scene is handled very well because goose keeps trying to comfort her and yes. she keeps trying to get away from him and cover herself exactly. which is like the exact right kind of behavior for someone who has suffered something like that so right. and it's not handled in an uh, despite what i just said about mad max being an, an exploitation picture yeah. that is actually handled quite delicately yeah, yeah exactly so.
1: it's not from a sexuality standpoint no. it's not an exploitation it's that no. like uh you know uh, driving yeah. road rage, like yeah. fight scene, like that kind of exploitation. Yeah. Yeah. Well,
3: but that's interesting. Not really knowing that, just because I was thinking going into the movie, I wonder what makes someone want to go back to revisit their very old material. Yeah, like at this that's point, it's qu- so old. And so I was kind of thinking, like, because you know things get rebooted, but it's usually not by the person who originally did it. Yeah. yeah. You know, so I was kind of thinking, like, what makes someone want to go back?
2: And mm-hmm. be like, no,
3: I need to revisit that. Instead of like, no, I've said my piece. Like, if you want to remake it, whatever, do say your piece, you know. But yeah. I've said mine. Um, so that's kind of interesting knowing that. And while I was being kind of flippant about it being an apology, I do kind of wonder if maybe that was part of the impetus. Like, I want to go back and revisit those themes, but, like, give some better agency yeah. to the women and mm-hmm. let them be a part of the fight, too. Maybe that is what he wanted. Maybe it isn't. I don't know. Well, no, I, I, think,
2: it's I also, think that's a fair assumption. Yeah, you know? no, and totally. I, I think he wanted to do the best version of this story. And I feel like he... And his, you know, I, I have to believe that Miller is a perfectionist, yeah, you know? Yeah, oh, totally. I mean, how, like long, crazy did it, profe- like uh, how long did it take to make this movie? Okay, I mean, yeah, like, so that's what
1: I was going to say, is, like, first of all, uh, well, first of all, he's definitely a perfectionist. Um, I watched a video interview with him a couple of days ago where someone asked him, uh, like, okay, it, like, 100 years from now, only one George Miller movie can, like, survive history. Like, which is the movie that you he, – he said, I haven't made that movie yet. Mm. So, like, I think that speaks volumes about yeah. him as a filmmaker – but uh but yeah i mean he the story of the making of this movie is completely fucking bonkers because, um, much like uh, Terry Gilliam trying to make uh, <laughs> Don Quixote, Don Quixote, <laughs> like literally, like they started shooting, they had to stop shooting. Uh, they like the with
2: this cast, or were you talking earlier? No, no, no.
1: They with this cast, like okay. they started making this movie because,
2: like in the two thousands, like Mel was going to be in it, right? No, like... he's
1: he's tried to bring the movie back a couple times yeah. with, with with Mel, mm-hmm. uh, and it didn't really happen. Like you know in you know development it didn't Mm -hmm. really happen um but no they like this movie got greenlit like two three years ago basically and they started shooting and then they had to shut production down because it was like it was like uh don quixote where it's like oh we're shooting in the fucking desert and then it fucking the desert flooded for the first time in 15 (laughs) years and nothing matched up and like looked right and they had all of these they were in uh namibia i think uh and they, they were in like all these weird locations and they had like like environmental issues. And it wasn't even like oh this actor got injured. It was like oh we can't shoot for the next six months, like that kind of shit. And they and then they they finished and they brought in the initial cut and Warner Brothers liked it so much that they oh I know this here's part. more money. They literally they gave him more money and because he said like, oh yeah well you know I had some other chase scenes and some other action stuff that I wanted to include but we didn't get to it. so they were like you know what fuck it and they like gave him more money to go back and shoot more chase stuff to shoot more action sequences to like fill that stuff out so they literally went back and shot for like another couple of months Yeah. Um, so this has been a very 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 long process in getting this movie made
2: mm-hmm. um,
1: and like we said he's fucking 70 years old yeah
2: like, and his cinematographer too yeah and I mean, and we were talking about this is like, comparable to Scorsese making Wolf of Wall Street at, yeah. you know, 70-some years ago. Yeah, exactly. Old, and you know? you're like, how
1: is – these, these are movies that look like they should be shot and directed by, like, 25-year-olds, and, you know? And like
2: young, hungry filmmakers. And he's disgracing the young fi- – I mean, this this clearly is one of the best action movies of the last 20 years. Absolutely. I no mean, question. And it's a – I love – it's, like – in the same way that uh, Ultron is a kind of repudiation to uh, Man of Steel, mm-hmm. this is a repudiation to shaky cam, yep. to not knowing like how to shoot where you have geography that is clearly laid out. Absolutely, like this is a big fuck you to all the action filmmakers basically of the last twenty years yeah. who who have no right or business shooting action.
1: But at the same time, you know, as you brought up Fast and Furious, and I said this to you last night, Jeff, that I think you know. You are saying, oh, like, how do you get this movie made or why do you go- choose to go back to this after so much time? Like, I don't think this movie gets made without the Fast and the Furious movies, without these, like, epic car chase movies becoming, like, such a huge box office juggernaut. Like, I don't think a studio is willing to throw down, like, many millions of dollars... On, on revisiting this franchise. Certainly this movie cost more than any of the other movies. Probably cost more than Road Warrior and Mad Max
2: combined. Oh, God. I mean, those movies were made on a shoestring. Yeah, I exactly. Think. I mean, I think, well, Road Warrior and Thunderdome, I think they, have, yeah, the, they, they threw they, him some look, money there. Yeah,
1: Thunderdome's got Tina Turner in it. Uh, yeah. they, clearly they spent
2: some money. Thunderdome. Yes. <laughs> lies beyond the Thunderdome.
1: Um, yeah, the... Shatterdome? Yeah, that too. Shatterdome. Shatterdome. Oh, please, let's get, let's get William Shatman. Lies the
2: beyond the Thunderdome. Dome.
1: Uh, yes. Um, but uh, yeah, no, I mean, you, you, in a way it's kind of like one of those perfect moments where, you know, yeah, the, the, you couldn't, you couldn't have made this movie 10 years ago. You yeah. Know? Like literally the, he tried and you couldn't do it. Um, it you, all of these other things had to fall into place. Uh, but I think, I think we're all the better for it. Yeah, I mean, mm. I'm really happy he didn't get to make this movie
0: ten years ago. Yeah, because mm. if it had been made ten years ago, they probably would have insisted on doing really bad CGI with it. There would have been yeah. a lot of CG and cars. This movie, I mean, this movie, in the era of the second Matrix movie, mm-hmm. I mean, that I mean, that's a long chase in that yeah. movie. It's mm-hmm. Oh, half totally. An hour. As yeah. opposed to this one, which is two hours, but even so, like terrible digital chase sequences. Or shit. All the best chasing just have to be practical. They have Mm -hmm. to have real cars and real people. And real we talked things. about this last night. Okay. Yeah. Real explosions, yeah, real explosions, real explosions in in which, oh, uh, Road like Warrior.
1: Amazing. So there's like you know there's this little city where they where they're you know pulling the oil out of the ground, and they at the end of the movie they like they blow up the city, and they literally blow up the fucking city. And you can tell, yeah, that you, they they blew it up. You can tell that they literally blew that thing to fucking pieces, and, and
2: even like the smoke, like you can tell this is like like an oil explosion. Yeah, like I feel like I mean I'm not an expert or anything, but I feel like there's a particular kind of like. Cloud of, of fire and smoke that comes yeah. when you like deal with oil in Absolutely. particular, and I feel like that's exactly what we get with yeah. this and with Road Warrior. There's,
1: I mean, granted, there. I'm not gonna say there's there's no digital effects i mean that whole, that whole uh you know sandstorm like the fire tornado oh, like so good it's so amazing <laughs> but like some of that is clearly like the car oh, that yeah. gets lifted up into the air and the people flying are like that's digital but it's fine it looks great it looks uh, great that reminds me of
0: the visitor yeah
1: <laughs> i'm just saying absolutely but yeah but so much of this is like you it's literally like a truck running over another car and mm. you can see the little Fucking pieces of it yeah. running in every direction. I and think
0: it's made better because of that. For I mean, a part of the fact it just looks better. Yeah. But I think the idea that we get one shot at this because we can't rebuild this thing yeah. after we
2: destroy it. No, you're right. This
0: has to be good. It and
2: has it has to be, to be right. covered. Yeah, 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 It has yeah. to be shot in like, a particular way so that we risk, get it.
0: I think it makes it better. Absolutely.
1: I don't know. Um, no, the the practical effects are absolutely one of those things that'll set this movie apart from. I mean, and. Fast and Furious, for the most part, does a lot of practical car yep. effects. But, I mean, especially this last one. There was not like this. certainly uh, some digital no. shit in there. But you no, know, but it's nothing, nothing like... And I think part of what makes it so great um, is, you know, the actual car design, you know? That oh, these are not mm. just like, ridiculous. oh, it's this fancy car, mm-hmm. that fancy car. You know, it is these cobbled together, like, beasts of cars. Like, all those, all those porcupine cars those uh, from ridiculous. the guys in the canyons. Like, those are amazing. talk <laughs> about double Ecto? Double... Yeah, okay, well, so... Okay, so we were talking earlier. We said we should we should pick some some favorite cars uh, mm-hmm. for the movie. Like our, our heart of the Ghostbusters for the Cars, I guess. Car of the, Car, Car, heart heart of the of Ghostbusters. Car mm-hmm. of, of the Ghostbusters. Um, so uh, for me, I like yeah. I think I love a Morton Joe's like double yeah. Cadillacs. His yeah. Cadillacs I on can, top of Cadillacs. It's just ridiculous. I mean, it's yeah. fucking great. But the, even just like some of the small touches, like on the War Rig, I love that there's like an old VW Beetle like perched on the back of the War Rig. That's like the little lookout. Mm.
0: Uh, mm-hmm. Spot for the back. Mm-hmm.
1: Um, there's just like so many great little things, and you know, in the uh, uh, Road Warrior. Uh, well, wait, hold
0: on. Do you want to do? Do you want to pick?
1: Do you want to do? For p- me, it's a Morton. It's a Morton Joe's double double Yeah, yeah. Okay. absolutely. Jack?
2: I don't know man like because i love the war rig I yeah mean, that it's the war is you, you can
0: pick the war
1: rig i mean it totally it feels, reasonable. it
2: feels conventional though to pick the war rig like it's the it's the main character it is you know? it is the
1: protagonist car of the movie but yes. it
2: because i have the relationship with the previous films it's the it's the continuation of of, of road warrior yeah, you know totally. like so i i might have to go with that but i mad respect for morton joe's rig that's yeah. pretty cool
1: it's it's yeah it's it's just fucking fantastic
0: uh, Bartos, I was gonna pick the Pursuit Special just because, yeah, <laughs> because it gets destroyed and rebuilt. Yes, mm. and, that's true. And it, you know, mm. and it and dies. then destroyed again. <laughs> it, right, but I mean, it it dies. It, it dies a Viking
2: death. It's that true. Car, it goes to Valhalla. It, it go to Valhalla. That car went to Valhalla,
0: and you know that it's going to be rebuilt again. If oh yeah, I mean, if they ever make another one of these, he's, he's going to okay, have it. Okay, so again. Miller's
1: plant has plans
0: to do at I, least I, I, I two more. That's where Max went. Yeah. At the end of the movie, was to go get
1: it. Yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Miller has plans to do at least two more. I think maybe even three more. And I fully expect the fucking V8, the last of the V8s, the Interceptor, to show up again in the next movie. Because it didn't really
2: get to have its moments. I know. I mean, it, it had, it did have moments, but yeah. didn't get to really shine. I yeah, guess. Max
1: doesn't get to drive it. You
2: no, the whole movie going. You know That's what?
0: my car. I take it back. I'm, I'm not gonna. You can you can have the V8 special if you want it. <laughs> I'm I'm pink, I'm gonna pick the tank car, which was I don't even remember what it was now. Who's driving the tank car? The guy who gets blinded with the speech and the guns? I am the scales of justice. The scales of justice
2: is amazing. Yes, that thing is fucking incredible. The tank car was crazy. Oh, but then there's the guitar.
3: There's There's the rock and roll car. The the speaker rig? Yes, the
1: speaker rig car. Uh, Jamie, did you have a favorite automobile?
3: I mean, I'm just going with the war rig because Honestly, all the other cars are the same to me. (laughs) (laughs) You're naming cars, and I'm like, what is that? (laughs) <laughs> cars had names what is going on um which one is which well okay
1: so but let's staying on that sort of practical side um and i think kind of going back to you know jamie saying like oh well like what is this world and uh like sort of what is the status quo um you know i i actually like one of the things i like about this movie and it's hinted at a little bit in uh or, or it, it's 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 present in road warrior and in Thunderdome.
0: you want to know what the name of the tank car is in real life. Car. In
1: real life. What is it? <laughs> the peacemaker. Oh, well done. Yeah. You win. <laughs> fucking look at it. Yeah. That's fucking great. Jesus This
0: is an article in popular mechanics. <laughs>
1: <laughs> wow. Um, no. So like in, in, you see it in road warrior uh, and in Thunderdome that, you know, like bows and arrows and crossbows are yeah. like very popular weapons here. Mm-hmm. Um, because in, in, the post-apocalypse, you know, bullets are in short supply. Mm-hmm. So, like, guns, you know, there's not a lot of guns, there's not a lot of, like, rocket launchers or and anything And if there like are that. guns,
2: they have to conserve their ammunition, which right, I exactly. love when they do an ammo tally in this yes, movie. Yes, absolutely. Which, in a way, kind of harkens back, to again, to Road Warrior, where they've only got a few shotgun shells, Yep. and, and he's and got and to use might, them. And they might be duds. And they might be That's duds. That's another
1: great, like, callback in this movie, cause where he has the the one bullet, and it's a dud, and yeah. he, so he has the duds in here as well, um, and then he has to still use the mp gun to threaten him with, which he's Mm -hmm. doing all through Road Warrior. Um, Coincidentally, that's the, when I was at South by Southwest and I I saw a 35mm screening of Road Warrior, and they showed some footage from Fury Road afterwards because Miller was there. Um, And they basically showed, like, they showed a trailer, like a very long extended trailer, but then they also showed uh, that sequence from... the minute that, after that first initial chase, when Max uh, is buried in the sand after the, after the oh, firestorm, yeah. uh-huh. he's buried in the sand and he emerges from the sand, which, like, that moment, the sound design mm-hmm. in that moment, you can, like, hear every grain of sand, like like, falling down off of him as he stands up. Basically, from there uh, all the way to the end, uh, when uh, there, him and Furiosa are fighting for the gun, and he jams the clip in and then shoots all around her head, and like it's mm-hmm. smashed, cut to black, like right there. Yeah. It's like, oh my god, we we're all like staggering out of the theater, like fucking, that was amazing. So, um, but no, so bows and arrows. Uh, you know, you get this sense that yeah, guns are in short supply, so they have to find other ways to like bring down cars. Mm-hmm. You know and explosion so explosion
0: spears w- yes. the
1: explosion spears are like amazing you know they've yeah. got basically these like molotov cocktail spears that they can just like throw into a car Which and it's also makes on impact perfect sense mm. totally yeah perfect sense you need you know basically weapons that can be human powered self propelled essentially but need to have destructive force so these molotov cocktail spears Um, or the little, like, crossbow, like, the arm-based, like, crossbows, like, you, like, shoot out the tires and Mm -hmm. stuff like that. It becomes about, like... Spike strips. Yeah, spike strips, uh, uh, or the guys, I love the guys, they call them the pole cats, the guys on Mm. poles, that they can, like, drop down and, like, land on top of a car, on top of the rig, and, like, pull people out and shit like that. Like, that was amazing. That's Mm -hmm. just unbelievable. But that's the thing, like, that's... That's, All of it's real. Yeah, first of all, that it's all practically done, but, like... That's what I love, one of the things I love about this movie and this franchise, totally, I guess. But, you know, that you, that's the level of thought that goes into this kind of thing. It's not just like, yeah. well, they're in the wasteland and they all have fucking infinite ammunition. It's like, no, no, no. Mm-hmm. What, if you ran out of guns, how, and you were a marauder, how would you take down cars? Will you yeah. come up with other fucking ways including like getting a big pole tying a dead engine on the one end for counterbalance and sticking a guy on the other and then having a third guy like you know rolling it back and forth yeah exactly like the inventiveness of like the combat here is incredible Mm -hmm. what
0: is it like inside Miller's head I mean like what's going on in there half of it is happy
2: feet and babe (laughs) yeah (laughs) and then the other half is is, morton joe It's babe Two, yeah
1: Yeah. let's not forget this is also the man who made happy feet this is also the man who made uh who made babe Two, pig in the city and wrote babe one of the most yeah one of the most unbelievable movies i've ever seen but uh and jeff and i were talking about this last night i'm gonna see if i can uh pull up like a a a cast list or, or a note about it here Um, but there was a moment in time, uh, where, uh, George Miller was, like, this close to directing a Justice League movie.
2: Ooh.
1: And so let's all, like, think about that for a second, and what George Miller's fucking Justice League movie would have been like. He basically, uh, was going to do this Justice League movie with a bunch of young actors, uh, like, very young actors, uh... That was going to exist outside of any other film's continuity. Um, uh, oh, and I found a list here. Uh, so let's see. Uh, uh, Army Hammer was going to play Batman. Army Hammer was the guy who played the Lone Ranger recently. He, mm. played, he was the Winklevoss twins uh, in Social Network. Oh, that guy. Um, let's see. Uh, DJ Catrona was cast as Superman. I don't remember who that fucking guy is. Who's that fucking guy? Oh, uh, he was in. G.I. He was, he was the worst guy in G.I. Joe retaliation. Um, I I think uh, Teresa Palmer was maybe going to be Wonder Woman. Uh, no, she was Talia al Ghul. That's right. Uh, Columbus Short was offered the Green Lantern. Uh, Adam Brody was the Flash. And Jay Baruchel was the villain. It was crazy. Like, all sorts of weird, like, young guys uh, were, were going to be in this movie. But, like, Batman was going to have... Like, an exoskeleton, like, he was going to have all this armor and shit. Yeah. Like, th- 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 in, what, in a big way, I kind of w- always wished, like, that's one of those movies I just wish I could have seen. Like, I wish I could have seen where that movie was going.
0: I don't think the world was ready for that.
1: No, 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 no. no. I don't think the world's ready for that now. The reason that Miller's uh, Justice Thing never happened was because the writer's strike. That was the year oh, of the really? writer's strike. And when the writer strike went into effect, it was any movie that is currently in production can stay in production, but you can't have a writer on the set, and anything that was in pre-production had to go on hold until the strike was settled, and by the time they settled the strike, like, everything had fallen apart on that movie, and everybody went off to do other shit. Hmm. So, the writer strike is the only, is, like, the main reason why uh, Miller never did a Justice League movie. Hmm. It's just, like, crazy, you know? Wow. Well. Uh, well,
0: I got nothing for you let's
2: like. let's get back to, to Fury road um, can I talk about one thing that like, Speaking of the world, yeah, totally. And I, I I love the world too. And what I always loved about, what I love about the original series is, I mean, it's called Mad Max, and like madness and insanity is kind of a a theme, and that goes all the way back to Toe Cutter and their marauding gangs of bicyclists, or not not bicyclists. (laughs) That's a different Mad Max. I'll watch that version (laughs) of yeah, motorbikes and stuff. So, um, but what was a little weird to me in this is that like they basically. You know, recreated of, of you know, and albeit a fucked up version of civilization. Like, they've got, like, crops going and they've yeah. got, like, they've learned how to, like, get water out of the ground. And, and like, in, they have this.
1: Uh, Thunderdome, Barter Town is literally, like, mining methane from pig shit. I mean, I guess, that's a yeah, fairly but, complicated process.
2: That's true. That's true. I was going to, but my point was that it seemed, there was, there seemed to be a slight disconnect in this movie between how crazy everyone is. And the ability to also then reconstruct civilization, because that's what I always liked about the the, the first three, and and yeah. maybe Thunderdome is the slight exception that that they're all crazy, and but all they're really doing is driving around killing people and yeah. taking you know oil refineries and stuff, and so it was a little strange that you know that they can have this like. Mental instability, and then still like also like do these very complicated like scientific things as well. Yeah, I don't
0: think Joe was was crazy at all.
2: No, I think you're right. I don't think he is. I I think he
0: was kind of a villain.
2: Mm -hmm. Yeah, I mean he's 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 enraged, and Mm -hmm. there's because
1: you do get a sense of uh, between Joe and the the man eater from Gas Town and Mm -hmm. the the bullet farmer, who's Mm -hmm. the guy, your guy in the tank, the Scales of Justice guy. Awesome. That like that they're basically pissed that he's he's making them chase mm-hmm. around his escape. It's a family, a family drama. A family basically. drama.
0: Yeah. yeah. That they're making I mean, him like they're, waste they're, all these resources to warlords. get these wounds back. I mean, it's, yeah. It's futile. Absolutely.
1: That's, no, I think that's, that's, that's exactly
2: right. That's a good point. Yeah. I mean,
0: he, I mean Joe's not crazy. He's just very industrious. No.
2: <laughs> Versus maybe some of the the villains in the previous, like Toe Cutter is crazy. Toe Cutter is fucking crazy. Yeah. I
0: would love to see. Like, that's the next one, is we're going to get a prequel of this, where it's Young Immortan Joe, who <laughs> finds the plateaus, and is like, I'm going to build a civilization here.
1: Yeah. <laughs> I like that that's your voice for a Young Immortan Joe. Yeah. <laughs> Gosh, D. willikers, where's the banjo? We're going to buy us some water. Yep. I'm going to make steel vagina traps on my child brides.
0: <laughs> Those were kind of amazing. Those were kind of amazing. Yeah. There are all sorts of things in this movie that reminds me of other random things in other random movies. Like, you know what those reminded me of? Yeah. Robin
1: Hood. Men, men in t- tights. Men in tights, exactly. You can't not think of men in tights when you think of that, but it's also horrifying and violent, so it's great.
2: I think favorite action moment or action sequence, I think that needs to be a discussion. Absolutely. Because there's a, a, you know, quite a bevy of contenders. Absolutely. I mean, so, you've
1: got uh, that initial, uh, uh, that sort of, that that initial bit uh before um uh the initial bit before the scene i was talking about where max gets free um sort of going going into the sandstorm everything before the sandstorm i guess or well, I guess there's the sandstorm in and of itself is kind mm-hmm. of its own thing. Yeah. Uh, there's the, the before. I mean, this whole movie is a fucking chase scene, so it's kind of hard but, to separate it into individual bits.
2: But it's not, or it's not because the, when it was described to me, and I think you were one of the first people to describe this to me, that oh, it's a two-hour-long chase scene. It is with yeah. breaks. But but, it has but a it's, of breaks. but it has yeah. the break, and that was the thing that was surprising to me because I really thought like because the thing about the finale of the Road Warrior is it really is like a half-hour chase sequence with no interruptions. Yeah. No. No. Know? Not at all. Yeah. And so I kind of thought, well, he's going to. Take Take this to its logical conclusion and really do a pretty much two-hour chase scene but there are all these little interludes like he brings it down there's ebbs and flows so, yep, which totally. i think is wise like because it's like no one can mixtape
0: you don't blow your no, no you don't yeah. blow your wad. <laughs> yeah yeah
2: no you're right that's and a so good point there are a lot of rules yeah there's a <laughs> lot of rules but yeah i think those the fact that he is able to insert those moments of like silence and yeah. and and you know not not chaos and mayhem yeah. makes those action sequences pay off more and more entertaining but but it's not i guess i in my mind i really had pictured like a two hour yeah. long chase and it's really not that No, is it is. i
1: mean you get some some interesting some different like settings you know mm-hmm. so there's yeah there's, that, i mean you get the, the, the sandstorm but then mm-hmm. you also get the canyon which mm-hmm. is cool because you've got people coming aside from the guys chasing you from behind you've got these new raiders that are like mm-hmm. coming down mm-hmm. from above uh and then you've got there's an get a little bit of the stuff in the mud at night. Yeah, the green place. Yeah, yeah, the ruined green place. Yeah, yeah. Like those people on the stilts. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> well, I was going to say, and that's another one of those things where, you know, Jamie's saying like, oh, well, they don't really explain a lot of the situation or the backstory. They just kind of throw you in. And like that, but that, see, I love that shit. Yeah. And I love the way... That How do you this, stay
0: out of the water? You go on
2: stilts. Exactly. I love
1: the way this movie just sort of makes sort of puts an image out there or suggests something very simply you know you can you mentioned uh, Pacific Rim earlier Bart and you can kind of uh, hearken it to that same idea where Pacific Rim is like yeah they're not gonna go into great detail to explain like the biology of the kaiju or like exactly the mechanics of the robots it's like no that robot looks cool you know like it's the <laughs> difference between uh between pacific room and transformers right? right transformers you can see every fucking gear and like they look like how would, well, if it used to be a car how does it turn from a car to a robot like it still has to make sense proportionately and with pacific room is like no i drew silhouettes of cool robots and then we made those robots yeah. like the, the kaiju are, they each have their own style and that makes them look awesome as opposed to something like Cloverfield or Super 8 where it's like, well, we looked at, you know, blowfish in, in the you know, deep sea or we looked at these lizards and we extrapolated out and blah, blah, blah. It's like, no, no it just looks fucking awesome. So so this that's movie- not even what I was getting at, well, yeah, But this movie kind of does the same thing, where you're just sort of like, well, what if we have them drive through uh, like a mud place? Okay, well, let's have some guys on stilts that are walking through the mud place. And we don't need to see their fucking civilization or what the hell they're doing no, out there. But you know that like- there is
0: a story yeah. of how yeah. they, each of those guys, well, I was like, well, I needed to, there was a story that got them yeah. under those stilts. We're in like, something like Pacific Rim. There's a story of like, yeah. the monks who worship the bones. Yeah, yeah, yeah and, like, they build temples inside yeah, the bones, I mean, and we don't like, need to see what's no, going on in there. Just you sort show of... me the image, and I know there's a story there, and exactly. you don't have to tell me, but I know it's there. The
1: other one that I really love is uh, early on uh, when all the war boys are, when they find out she's a traitor, and all the war boys are like gearing up to go, mm-hmm. and they've got like the giant pyramid of steering wheels. You know, that it's like, it's like your steering wheel and you, Mm -hmm. and you literally, they like take it and they like give praise with the steering wheel. Like that just, it's a, it's a cool fucking image that suggests a whole world of backstory that they don't need to like, I don't, I don't need you to explicitly explain Mm -hmm. it to me. Just give me a cool image with like suggestion of, of of awesomeness and I will connect the dots in my own head and Mm that will be better than anything that you're going to spoon feed me. I think that's
0: the thing about good storytelling is that if you can tell a story with elements that allow the person who's listening to create the stories on their own it's an infinite number of stories as opposed to like here's a narrative and i'm just going to tell you things that pertain strictly to this one little story well and it's like you can almost you can also
1: compare it to like donnie darko like one of the great things about the theatrical cut of donnie darko is the weird
0: director's cut
1: well the the, no the 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 theatrical cut is so open-ended like you could interpret that movie in you know 40 different ways and they all are sort of equally valid readings then he went back into the director's cut and like was like, oh, by the way, this is what the movie was all about, and it became profoundly less interesting. Because it's like, oh, I mean, no, I okay, care. that makes sense, I guess, but that. Here's some sure. Text. Here's some text on the screen. What, what, whatever, I guess. Like, it, you just don't care anymore. You but know? there's
2: enough to extrapolate. I mean, there's moments like that where the guy on the stills walking through the mud. Like that's yeah. that's that's one example. But like the war boys were one of my favorite aspects of this, and like sort of the the psychology of the war boys and how and they the all war pups. and the war pups. Yeah, and huh. how they all think they're gonna go to Valhalla if they die in the service of of Morton Joe. He yeah. looked
1: at me. He made eye contact. He made Adon talked yeah.
2: with me. Yeah, yeah. No, I think that was that. Mean. Is there a a better? I mean, it's very in a way heavy handed or broader, obvious. But well, is he there does a,
0: li- literally give a sermon on the mount. <laughs> he does. <laughs> yeah, I, mean, I was going to say,
2: is there a better like repudiation of like religious zealotry than what we see, you know, in Absolutely, this in yeah. this movie with the with the war boys? Like, I mean, it's so well done, and it's so it feels very, you know, it's not something he would have had in the original movies. No, you no, know? no, no, not at and all. And so, like, it's a way for him to like you know engage with stuff that's like going on now totally in the service of a kick-ass action movie, you know which is the great thing about this like this series and this movie particularly it seems to have it both ways like i think there are interesting themes here but it's again it's in the service of a kick-ass action movie with some amazing stunts and chases i think it's also very
1: telling that the you know at the end when they sort of bring back morton joe's corpse and and everyone's sort of like well what do we do what do we do Mm -hmm. it's the war boys who are the war pups who Mm -hmm. are the ones that like jump down and like turn the crank and mm-hmm. like bring the platform down so that they can go on. and mm-hmm. like Oh well, he's gone. Well, fuck it, we're gonna we're gonna take over then. You that know that
2: felt a little like oh we're at two hours and we can't really Keep deal going. with the yeah, fallout yeah. because <laughs> I feel like there would have been some factions, there would have been people oh, like totally. you killed Joe. I can't believe you did that. Joe was our our hero, our savior. Or savior. Or yeah. And then there would have been like oh God, thank God he's dead. Fuck Joe, you know like so. But you know yeah no not but, that important. But that's the
1: thing we we could literally get like two more movies of. Whatever's going on in Morton Joe's little world, I, I don't think we will. I
2: think he'll, I think Max will move on and there'll I be a new story. I yeah, sort no, of I of wish. Do
0: too. I sort of wish the movie had ended where they just like roll his body off the car, off the hood of the car, and there it is. And like, here's a shot of Charlize Theron, and here's a shot of Max going away, and mm-hmm. here's a shot of the boy, like the war pups up there, mm-hmm. and then just black. Just that's this- it and we don't and they as opposed isn't that kind of how it ended yeah, like, no 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 what, do no, you mean? no what do you mean no because they did the thing with like the triumphant water flowing and like oh. everything's happy oh, like, okay. it just, they could have left it right there
1: well I see I think the water flowing is important only in so much as it's the women who go in all of the, the at the beginning you the, see the all mil- of the milking mothers yeah all the milking mothers uh, they're, they're the ones that come in and, and turn on the water right and it's the child brides that are coming back that are you know the breeders that are coming back to uh, yeah. so sort of take over. but I think it's kind of an important point that uh saying that hey you know th- that the women are basically overthrown that they're basically going to be the ones that are that are that are taken over that are going to take the power because they're the ones who are actually up there you know mm-hmm. um, they were they're like uh, what's her face says earlier like they're in that privileged position like they're the mm-hmm. ones who are already up in the place of power mm-hmm. so they're sort of the best position to step in when there's a power vacuum. Mm-hmm. which but I agree I mean I think yeah you're definitely gonna have infighting and factions, and mm. at the end of the day, you still have thousands of people that are, you know, living in dirt and squalor underneath, mm. and unless you're just gonna let that water flow forever, like,
3: yeah, you know, permanently, you then, yeah, yeah, exactly.
1: So, it, there is still a question of, like, okay, well, he was an asshole, but you do still need to allocate there was a, there resources. Was order. Yeah, there <laughs> was order. Like, yeah. you do still need to figure out a way to let everybody survive. You can't just turn the taps on and never turn them off, you mm-hmm. know, so... Uh, yeah, where where does that go? I don't know, but I'm fascinated to find out or to to think about we're it. We're never or... gonna. find I don't out. think we're ever gonna. Find no, I don't. I don't either. But like, it's one of those things that like I'm, you walk in a movie going, but well, what's gonna happen to that city? You know, mm-hmm. like you you talk about it with people. Mm-hmm. What more can you ask of a? Great action movie than to also spur conversation. Walking out of no, the absolutely, or any kind of movie. yeah, yeah, any kind of movie, yeah, exactly. All
2: right, to get back to the action yeah, sequences, best action though. Sequences. So yeah. my my vote is the fire tornado. Fire tornado is because I mean it's it's so it's it's kind of horrifying. Like, and that's another interesting thing about these movies, and I think this one in particular, it's kind of. All the, the unspoken other genre is horror, you yeah. know, like, it, because it also has, like, moments that are kind of funny because yeah. they're so over-the-top and ridiculous and, you know, in that sort of way that a horror movie... Works, but I love the fire tornado. And that, like from a filmmaking perspective, like the way that like I guess it's the lightning flashes where you'll get a few frames where everything becomes black and white. Mm-hmm. Did you notice that? Yeah, yeah, like, yeah, That was so great. I love that. And like the contrast with all the red of the swirling sand and everything. Like I just in that that pullback that shot where we turn to each other at the that moment where you see the full scale of the storm. Yeah. With the tiny dwarfed figures of the cars yep. like, going into it. It's just it looks like they've now filmed an action sequence in the giant red spot of jupiter yeah, like exactly. that's what this looks yeah, yeah. like it is so, unreal yeah uh no,
1: i mean look it's hard to argue against the fire tornadoes yeah. i mean that that is just like pinnacle fucking action filmmaking right there
2: though the, the i would say the canyon would be my runner up then yeah cuz
1: i think the canyon is interestingly staged you know yes. like i said you've got different mm-hmm. people coming from different angles and you've got you know different heights going on mm-hmm. and that you know that that straight away where you, can, you can't navigate you can't drive away you can't mm-hmm. turn left you, like You've only got a barrel forward, so mm-hmm. um, it presents a, an huh. interesting setup, at least. Um, I'm going to pick a different one. Ooh, go I'm for gonna it. I'm going to
0: pick the only one where they're not moving. Okay. One where he's still chained to Beast. And he's Beast is unconscious. Yeah. Uh, Nux. Nux. yes. Mm. I, I wish they'd called you him keep Beast. calling mm. Beast. They should have yeah. called him Beast. <laughs> what a missed opportunity. Um, mm. When they're still chained together, he's unconscious, and yeah. he's fighting with the women. Yeah. Um, and he's trying to, you know, yeah, clip know. The, chain. Yeah. the chain. yeah, yeah, uh-huh. that, that, that click, hand-to-hand really combat. It's really well choreographed. Yeah. Yeah. and yeah. I it really love so that. much tighter and so different from all the other chase stuff. I agree. Um, that it's, I mean, in in the scope of the entire movie, it's it stands out for that reason. I don't know if it's the most. I mean, I think just the big chase things. Yeah, get around how awesome they are but no, um, it, no but, but you're right I love like and I love that
2: he's chained to Nux I think that's like that's like to me that belongs in like a Jackie Chan movie or exactly. something right? exactly. because it's very inventive and, and the way that the, that is an obstacle that has to be used and also overcome right.
1: yeah because and part also, of the time he's unconscious but then he wakes up at a certain yeah. point and mm-hmm. so then they're working together but also apart yeah
0: and the, and the thing about it for me is that it's a really weird opportunity to do some character development yes and I feel like we get mm. a lot in a very Absolutely. small amount of time if for nothing if nothing else about, about Nux yep mm-hmm. Like what kind of a guy he is, what his motivations are, what he's trying to do, what he might do later. Mm-hmm. Give, like he has a great arc, absolutely. Yeah. I mean, in a way that some the of other, the other characters don't. I mean, mm-hmm. like no one has any lines. Yeah, like, no <laughs>
1: lines. Yeah, there's very minimal dialogue in this entire movie. So, um, but yeah, no, I, I agree. I think that's a, I think that's a fantastic sequence there, and I think it's one of the things that really kind of sets this movie apart from the previous ones. And we talked about this the, uh, the other night, uh, talking about like Mad Max, where it's you know the original mad max is a lot of cool chase scenes but there isn't that like sort of automotive mayhem you know it's just sort of like one car chasing after another car and like with
2: a lot of motorcycles yeah a
1: lot of motorcycles but it's like they, they basically just like force like one car will force a motorcycle off the road or you know force it to crash into some derelict thing on the side of the road or a street sign or whatever but like you know here you have like hand-to-hand combat like not only do you have like people jumping from car to car and like doing all this crazy violence but even just yeah when there's nobody driving anything and it's just like people stopped on the side of the road and there's still this like awesome fucking combat stuff like that stuff is really not as present or it's not as strong in the uh in the earlier movies and i think that's one of the things that sets this movie apart in a, in a big big way uh, jamie did you have a favorite action sequence here
3: I mean, most of my favorite scenes were the non-actiony ones. Mm-hmm.
2: Um, but isn't it great that it has those moments? Yeah. Like, yeah. I, like, did you see that coming? That it would no, have those kinds of moments? No, because I remember,
3: like, it occurred to me maybe three quarters of the way through the opening sequence, like, "Oh my god, this might be the entire movie." I know. Like, I know. Is, this, is, this, is this strap all, like, in? It's so it's so high octane. Is this going to be the whole movie? And for background i am sick and full of day quill and so i was just like like, "Ah." and so when they actually stopped and it becomes very slow like that that when the he throws the flare down and then it cuts to black and then there's that very slow like head lift up from the sand Mm -hmm. it was like the biggest exhale i've ever had in my entire life i was just like Oh, God. But I I liked the drive back to the Citadel. I thought that was the best one. Because especially in terms of character development through action, I mean, Nux taking over the drive and then being willing to die for them this time. The one who we thought really did want to go home, asking to be rescued purely so that she could bring Furiosa up from the underside of the car. That's a great, great payoff. Yeah, yeah, and like... um, zoe kravitz's character fighting back when she's in the car with joe and trying to like beat the crap out of him and then yep. gets his face ripped off that was all just wonderful all the, old,
2: <laughs> all the old women and I they know. all did their own stunts really? all those 70 oh, really? year old women That's did their own stuff like i mean I they did as much as they within insurance and stuff but yeah like they were like yeah we and they would have done more like i read an interview with somebody. Yeah. they're like yeah we would have done more but they're like oh no we can't you know yeah, yeah. Yeah. there are certain I things he- you know but they're they did a lot of that i think but so
3: blonde one who had like bonded with the older woman going back to get the seeds and pressing her hand up Mm -hmm. against the window and everything that was a fantastic scene
1: there's one other like little touch of an action sequence that i think is just like again just marvelous um and it's uh when uh i think i don't now i don't remember exactly when it is i think it's on the ride back but uh, when they're like oh they, they're, the car's gonna try and get in front of us mm-hmm. and, yeah, and block us vampires. off yeah, uh-huh. yeah. so so they're doing the thing where they're both they be, each have uh, somebody on the hood of the car and they're mm-hmm. like siphoning out the gas oh, yeah, with it, their spitting yeah. it into the uh-huh. fucking engine to like supercharge the car like uh-huh. and, oh my like, and the back and forth between them, it's just <laughs> fucking like it's well, amazing if
3: I remember correctly the other car the bad car they weren't doing it that way because they had squeezy bottle, they had a bottle but yeah. they started doing it that way once they saw nothing doing it yeah. almost like they decided that was the more badass way to do yeah. it even though they did not actually have Beating to do it chest. that way exactly. nuts had to do it that yeah. way
1: mm-hmm. oh man that whole that whole sequence is fucking great again it's like how do you think of that shit you know Uh, like mm -hmm. how do you come up with that fucking plan?
2: that's the thing with so many modern action sequences is it's just things crashing into other things yeah exactly i I haven't coined that phrase by any by any means no matt's all our sites i think but um but yeah there's no there's no wit to them there's no inventiveness to them they're just a lot of destruction and mayhem and they're fucking poorly edited as shit they're shot poorly like and this this has yeah that that like, these things like the, the javelins with the explosions yeah. and the, you know... And the guys on poles The guys shit. on yeah. poles. The like, po-
0: guys on poles thing is, is amazing. It's amazing.
2: That's... And, but the... And again, the rock, you know, the rock car. Where the yeah, guy yeah, on yeah. the guitar and the guys beating the drums more like, saying, they're like... And it reminds you of, like, those old war times where it's like, yeah, yeah, they
1: bring a fucking drum regiment and horn players yeah. just to, like, fucking power them through the battle, you yes, know? It's like, yeah, exactly. no, of course I have my car made of amplifiers and my blind <laughs> guitarist like suspended on fucking bungee cords that literally shoots in a fire r- with the, gu- yeah, the guitar that is a
2: flamethrower in a
0: red onesie yeah, i know for no reason <laughs> so great. like why is he in a red onesie
2: oh, but thank it, god but yeah i mean these like mind bending like choices that are just so wonderful and give you such like such pleasure to see because it's so completely not what we get yeah. most times no no yeah. not at
1: all it is a singular vision you yeah know? and that's the thing in a way the one of the, it's one of the most startling things about this movie is that it is both like uh an insane crazy like high octane like action like extravaganza but it also feels like so personal Mm-hmm. And it's like it's on like it's like a, a, an auteur thing, you know. It it's is. like there's nobody else makes this movie than George Miller. Like as soon mm-hmm. as you watch it, you're like oh yeah, no, that's George Miller, you mm-hmm. know. Like the, it, everything drips that filmmaker. You mm-hmm. know? No committee. No, exactly. That is it is a strong
2: singular voice, behind all, this which movie. is all the more shocking that Warner Brothers saw this and didn't be like, what the fuck? like yeah. you know, they clearly knew they were in they the George down Miller down business, and they, they, they and they doubled, doubled down. down. Like yeah. that's that's incredible. Like all due respect to them that's that's wonderful
1: um well there's one other thing i want to talk about uh before we transition here and that's uh the score which is mm. just, oh, yeah. like, holy shit. I, I I can't believe I haven't already downloaded it on my phone on the way home. Because, like, and I read a, a well you were driving. So. I know what to say. And I read a story the other day that was like, I downloaded, I got, you know, somebody sent me a copy of the score. Uh, and I was driving around and I, all of a sudden I looked down and I was driving 95 miles an hour. Yeah, and <laughs> I didn't even realize I had it.
0: that happen before. I downloaded the score to, oh God, what was that stupid action show? Uh, it's a Bear McCreary score.
1: Uh, Human Target Human Target I love that like, show the first season of that show is amazing I, don't
0: know, like, I never even really watched the show but I ended up with the soundtrack yeah great and soundtrack Yeah, fantastic soundtrack but like, the trouble is you, you're driving along listening to it and you're like oh shit because you're in an action movie yeah. and <laughs> you're your suddenly head. Yeah. doing 95 miles an
2: hour when you put the key in the ignition of your car leaving the theater did you have a moment where you're like <gasps> yeah because I, when I put it in drive I'm like like, <laughs> like I got like a like yeah. A... <laughs> so when we first
3: started leaving, you were taking the ramps in the parking garage a little like you know. He was Tokyo uh, drifting. Huh? Yeah, and I and I almost said to you like, all right, you know. Like, <laughs> I know we just calm saw down, Robertansky. I know we just saw the thing, but I'd like to get home.
0: And to be fair, Daily tried to exit the parking garage by driving
3: up. Oh, Daily just gonna <laughs> launch off the roof. Uh, that
0: was car. kind of my plan, yeah. Um. There, yeah. We've done it now in Mad do you Max. know why I like to drive stick? <laughs> Junkie, now Junk, you get it.
1: Yeah. yeah. Uh, Junkie XL does the score, and yeah, man, it's just fucking great. Um, he, and he's also doing uh half the score for Batman v Superman. I think he's doing the Batman half uh, of the Batman v Superman score. So I'm gonna
0: reserve judgment. I'm gonna hold. Yeah, hold. But mean I, I liked
2: like, that it wasn't. Yes, exactly. Yeah. There's no, <laughs> no, there are, there are no power of dubstep in <laughs> yes, this one. Exactly. Yeah yeah no and it was a and not only that but there's like they
1: even use the fucking crazy guitar player yeah like, in the score like yes. you would see him and like, he'd be playing obviously part of the score but even like in the action sequences like he would someone would get hit with the guitar and he would hear like a guitar chord like mm-hmm. play through oh my god yeah. oh, that was awesome
2: but then it also had like quieter moments too like and it like it had the rousing sort of chase score yeah you know? yeah yeah but then it had the like other moments it wasn't just all in like sort of one key so to speak exactly you know yeah. was,
0: i mean there was There was more silence in this movie than I've seen in
2: quite a while. Totally, absolutely. Can we... I know you want to move on, but can we talk about how fucking incredible Charlize Theron is? Oh, my God.
0: Oh, Mr. F. (laughs) That's the same person! That's the (laughs) same (laughs) actress!
2: Uh, yeah no she is she is just phenomenal um she, i party is fine yeah charlie's theron deserves an oscar <laughs> for this movie i'll just go ahead and say it. Wow, she'll never Thro- get it throwing it down but I, d- I mean did you not think that she w- and she's not given a lot of lines either she no. probably speaks more than most characters she does a lot
1: with a very little dialogue but, wise. but yeah.
2: just like the way that she can like hold herself yeah. and like the like she has such command of her body and her like face like i mean she suggests so much and then yeah. again this gets at like what this movie is great at is suggesting things mm-hmm. without spelling them out she is like the actorial embodiment of that
1: she does a, she has a great uh i mean yeah she, she, you get so many great reveals by her throughout the course of the movie um where you sort of learn more and more about who she is and mm-hmm. why she cares about these girls mm-hmm. and you know what happened to her um, like yeah, once she shows up uh, and meets up with the other with the other older women, like that whole sequence mm-hmm. is just that's just astounding work. Like see mm-hmm. her being like so hopeful and then just so completely crushed, like mm-hmm. within the span of like a minute and a half is mm-hmm. great. But like I also really love her at the very beginning. Like mm-hmm. that weird, like that that awesome kind of uh uh Double agent, like you know, two faced game (laughs) that she's playing with all the War Boys Mm -hmm. on the rig, where Mm -hmm. she just makes that left turn Mm -hmm. and just she just like she says very little to them Mm -hmm. and they just go along with it. But you can tell, like you know, but you can tell she's thinking about
2: it. Like before the War Rig leaves, there's lots of cuts between her and then like what she's looking at, you know, city and off to the side, and so you can kind of tell like this is in her mind. Like she's ready, she knows it's about to happen, but like you know. it's, she's got yeah, like she's girding herself up. She's a girding. Bit, yeah. yeah uh
1: huh. Um, no, she's yeah. No, she. She's she's fucking fantastic. Um. And yeah, I mean, she's not only is she like got such a strong like emotional through point and like she's such a strong character. Mm. Um. But she's also like really fucking smart about the way like she's mm-hmm. planned all this stuff out. She's yes. made deals with all these people. And mm-hmm. again, it's like you know, it's that power of suggestion. It's mm-hmm. like no, we don't need uh, someone to sit and explain who she is mm-hmm. and where she fits within Morton Joe's, like, hierarchy. Mm-hmm. It's like, as soon as she veers off, you understand it's a big fucking
2: deal. Yeah. Um,
1: and then, like, the more re- reveals she makes, like, oh, I got, gets in the canyon, and, oh, I made a deal, and, oh, a deal, and let me walk around, and... and she just, sequenced
2: the, the... The, the rigs Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean,
1: it's just, like, it. You the more you, time you spend with her, the more impressive she becomes.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, I would honestly, like, put her up there with, like, Ellen Ripley, and and Sarah Connor, yeah. like, I mean, as gr- as the great, like, you know, female action heroes, like, I mean, I think like, it's, hey, th- she just be up with the I, well, sure, I'll put her up there with, with <laughs> yeah, with the action heroes, but I'm just, it, this movie you, reminded, I saw you digging that ditch, yeah. <laughs> uh, this movie reminded me, though, of, like, the sort of, the James Cameron, like, you know, like, because he's yeah, always yeah. been very good about that, totally. you know, and, and so it kind of, it was in that tradition, you know, of, of. Moon Fry, (laughs) James Cameron. Um,
1: Well, uh, I asked the internet for for some questions. Uh, uh, Some of most of the stuff we've already pretty much covered. What did AJ say? Um, uh, He he didn't say. I mean, the other thing we went so we saw this Saturday matinee. So I'm sure there's a lot of people who haven't gotten to it yet. They're going to go see it tonight or they're going to see it tomorrow. So Uh, we're a little early in the game. Uh, Walker Dessing uh, says just one question: Mother's milk. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's exactly
0: what you think it is. Yeah, yeah. Uh, you have the There's, milking There
1: is it. no euphemism. Yeah, mm-hmm. uh, But I like that the, the, yeah, you think about it again, it's just one of those like, uh, you know, post apocalyptic You ne-
3: find another way to get vitamins and nutrients. And yes. Yes. No, that's post no, apocalyptic milk. necessity. I would be drinking breast milk yeah. so mm-hmm. fast. If you can't yeah. keep
1: cows, then you have pregnant women just churning it out, you know? Yeah. Um, well,
2: And water is a scarce resource. Exactly. How else are they getting their you nutrients? feed the
1: milk instead of the water exactly yeah oh
0: it makes perfect sense it's kind of
1: but moderate, i also like but... that it's like on the tanker as well mm-hmm. and and the sort were of like what is this it's like mm-hmm. it doesn't even what is this oh it's milk oh okay fine whatever i'm gonna wash my face with it you know <laughs> yeah. Like... Yeah. <laughs> yeah well i mean it's nutritious it's sterile it's it's, it's nutritious delicious. and delicious um okay crunch and munch you're welcome uh so let's see uh eric christensen jamie's brother my brother-in-law uh says well, I'm going to assume this is a typo. He says, the veil of practical effects. I'm going to assume Say he means the value, value of practical yeah. effects. Uh, and he said, compared to Ultron and Star Wars. Um, I mean, yeah, Look, we talked about this a little bit already. Um, But yeah, the practical effects make a world of difference. And you know
2: what? This movie will hold up in 20 years. The same way that the Road Warrior holds up. I mean, Road Warrior compared to this is obviously on a smaller scale, but the Road Warrior still looks great. And we still had all kinds of fist-pumping moments last night. Yeah, totally. You know, it's funny because we were talking about, uh, you
1: know, the idea of Mad Max sort of being kind of the the rough draft of Road Warrior, Mm -hmm. of being like, well, I want to make this sort of like post-apocalyptic like Road Marauder movie, but you know the first Mad Max is very small scale and it's very small, low budget, and so it's more like the suggestions of an apocalypse, where like order is breaking down, and not yeah. Like, I don't
2: think the apocalypse has happened, which yeah. is the kind of cool. The trilogy suggests like the apocalypse happening. It's like pre-apocalypse it's happened in in road warrior and then like it happens
1: in between movies yeah basically basically. and
2: then and then by the time we get to thunderdome it's happened and and we're kind of more in a similar world that we are in with fury road exactly
1: so but again like in a way it sort of feels like uh you know in a way fury road kind of feels almost more like a more complete version of of road warrior yes like like if he could have had the money and the scale Mm -hmm. to do you know this le- have this many cars in road warrior mm. i absolutely believe he would have yeah you know? no
2: i think that that's exactly right i think i this that's what i meant by asking is is george miller a perfectionist because yeah i think like just, this is this is the movie that he maybe wanted to make you yeah. know or i mean maybe not consciously but it's like you know he had the resources now and he's really going to yeah. do it right yeah
1: i mean I, and he is certainly someone who you know he uses every dollar you can yeah. see every dollar on the screen uh yeah. you don't walk away going that movie cost 130 million dollars where'd the mm-hmm. other 100 million dollars go you know yeah. um dave jetty asked uh, has there ever been a more perfect pure action film ever devised by the way the answer is hell no. Nah. Um, <laughs> i think he answered his own question uh but uh we i think we kind of talked about this as well i mean the idea of like just the complete like the two-hour the two-hour chase scene you know that i mean which is really you know like i said it, there are certainly breaks
2: and there's a there's a rhythm to it there's mm-hmm. an up and down but it's it's, it's, it's multiple chases. it's to me this is a symphony of action yeah no this has like a symphony has four movements right i feel like in a way this has different movements you know like totally. it really i i dispute the characterization right. as of it as a two-hour action scene because it really isn't but
1: what makes it what sets it apart is you know a you know you could argue i guess that it was not so much at the very end, but, you know, this isn't a movie where it's like, well, we have to define... Like every aspect of this world, and yeah. we're going like we're going off to, uh, you know, to find the MacGuffin that will, mm-hmm. m- you know, bring order and peace and take down the villain. It's like, no, no, oh, it's other world. Just, Yeah, it's mm-hmm. just people trying to get away from an asshole, basically. <laughs> like that's the whole thrust of it is like this guy's a dick, and we're trying to be anywhere else. And you know, the the change is when they decide no, we're going to go back because that's where all that's where all the I resources are. I was not ready for that. What when they decide to turn back?
0: Yeah, yeah. I like I I thought that because I wasn't keeping track at the time. I was like, "Oh, I think this is probably the end. And Max is going to go off like because he was separate from them and yeah. it's like mm-hmm. now he's going to go off and have another adventure, but mm-hmm. I thought that they were just sort of done." Um and I was not I
2: think, little did you know. It just it just, <laughs> it just
0: caught me off yeah. guard. Yeah. I, I wasn't re- I wasn't ready for another action sequence. Yeah. But it um, but it is like it's a very like when
1: you think about it, it's a very kind of small focused story. It's just mm-hmm. a couple of people trying to get away from a dictator, trying to get away from a warlord and not like Trying to change the world, or yes. or you know rebuild their civilization, or you know the the chosen one who's going to do blah blah blah. blah. It's just like no, no. It's just, no.
2: I think that's that's a really it's great point. Simple. And yeah. and that's what I was gonna say. I think that's the remnant of sort of like independent grindhouse like filmmaking is yeah. that you know you have to you have to cut cut out all the fat. Yeah. And this is like these movies are kind of the ultimate example of cutting out the fat. Absolutely. And I think a, a, another good thing that just to build on what you were saying um that so many movies now are like about the fate of the world or the fate of the universe exactly. or something yeah, yeah, yeah and and i won't take credit for this this was an article i read in the dissolve this week about mad max and how the stakes are very small it's like a man and his family and that's yeah. it and and again it's not about the whole apocalypse apocalypse hasn't happened yet yeah. but we are as invested in it if not more invested in that story than we are in a story where the world is once again threatened by some you know supernatural force absolutely and so i think that's it's a great sort of lesson that i hope Future films and storytellers take that you don't have to threaten the world to get us to care. Yeah, you can get us to care about people running away from an asshole. Yeah, you know? exactly.
0: Case in point, that we saw that trailer for the movie whose name I can't remember, where The Rock is a guy a <laughs> oh, helicopter, the, guy, San, Andreas. San, Andreas. San Andreas, where The Rock of,
1: will punch an earthquake <laughs> to death. <laughs> That's yes. right.
0: I mean, like, and I, like, I don't give a shit. Like, this
1: is, <laughs> but like, this movie, Fine, like, I might make you go see that movie. I know. <laughs> And I'll be what, gone. No, you know what, we, <laughs> we can
0: do a double feature with that and Twister 2, Twistier. Uh, yeah, 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 definitely. <laughs> uh, I turned to Jamie after the after the trailer fad and I was like, I already saw this movie. They called it 2012 last time. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, I, basically, yeah. I, I didn't see that. Movie. That movie.
1: If you have seen 2000, you haven't seen it. No, that? dude, you are going to watch that movie. That movie is just John Cusack running away from things for two hours. There's like he drives, he outdrives an earthquake. He like out flies a volcano like it does is he literally... make
2: top five lists as he's running God, away s- from things sadly he <laughs> does top not. five natural disasters yeah
1: no, it is literally just Dante's him.
0: Peak
1: uh yeah. like crazy uh Woody Harrelson is in that movie which I is love really crazy Woody Harrelson. yeah he's always fun. uh no there's just it's the but like literally that movie is just a sequence of like John Cusack and his friends who like show up in a place so they can like save somebody or find a thing and then when they get there like some more shit goes down and that like the scene ends with them like Taking off on a runway while the runway explodes behind them mm. or the earth like crumbles under their feet while they drive away in an automobile. Like it is, and it's how every scene of that movie be Is it a ends. limousine? Yeah. I think he's driving a limousine yeah, at one bullshit. point. Yeah. That's bullshit. Yeah. Well, that's all the questions I have. Uh, so I guess we got to do, we got to do Heart of the Ghostbusters. Furiosa. Who's your drinking buddy? Well, okay, so I guess my question is uh, I, I th- or the, the caveat the I guess we have to say can
3: pick anyone other than Furiosa. Well no, I guess the, I
2: do
0: have someone other than Furiosa.
2: The,
1: the caveat is you have to have a drink with them like within the world of the movie, you know? It's not like you're so not plucking them out of the apocalypse milk. and yeah. taking them to a bar now. You're gonna
2: go to a milk bar and then have a little ultra violence. Yes, exactly. No, you have
1: to it's gonna be within the apocalyptic context of the film. Who do you wanna who do you wanna go drink Easy. with? Who do you wanna who Easy. do you wanna booze with? Easy. All right, well, Jeff, you say Furiosa. Well,
2: Furiosa, I mean, I love she's my favorite character. Yes, okay. I feel like if we're really sticking to the rules of this arbitrary fucking game, <laughs> <Just> then Nam. <laughs> then I would have to say one of the one of the Volv the, the the yeah vulvores. I keep want to call them the vulvas yeah the vulvalina yeah the one maybe the one with the the the, the, the yeah. package yeah because I I love those seeds? old women those old women were great and yeah. those I think you could have a fun drink with them versus they got some stories yeah they got some stories versus Furiosa which who is like you know she's a survivor and is you know tough as nails and a badass but I don't know if we're having a lot of fun on that, that drink, you know yeah. on that drink so so favorite character Furiosa have a drink with. Uh, Uh, With with, the old ladies With the old ladies Yes
0: Bart who do you got Oh I was totally Even before any of that I was absolutely In team On team Seed keeper Seed keeper She's awesome (laughs) Yeah She's just great She's like She's a hilarious old woman Who clearly still has Her sense of humor still has her Mm -hmm. humanity And it's just like Talking about How she's killed Everyone she ever met (laughs) Out there Headshots All headshots (laughs) Look I have these seeds (laughs) (laughs) It's an awesome drink She's growing plants In a little skull That is true
1: She's literally Growing in a skull I'm surprised. Part, part of me kind of thought you were going to go with, uh, guitar guy? with the guitar guy. That's yeah.
3: what I, said. I I don't... leaned over to him and said, are you picking guitar no, guy? No, I don't have a drink with guitar guy. That'd be the
0: most fucked up drink ever. <laughs> <laughs> like, no, but what if he's got all of these like old, like What if what if he gets off that rig and he's just like, oh, fucking... The only other person would be, would be the Scales of Justice. The scales <laughs> of Justice guy. Pre
2: or post losing doesn't his vision. Doesn't matter. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, okay.
0: Mm-mm, doesn't matter. He's got uh, a tank car you can go out in later. That's mm.
2: true. That's true.
0: Just saying uh i you know what uh for me i think i'm gonna
1: i'm gonna kind of buck a trend i'm gonna go with nux i think uh that's fair know, too i that's like okay. i like nux Even wait wait though...
0: wait, wait. But post pre or post redemption well, yeah if you yeah. could have
1: like a step step off and have a side drink with him like in the middle because obviously he doesn't survive the movie but like you can have a post redemption drink with with nux i can see um, that for sure because he's, I mean... In Valhalla, you yes, both pull exactly. up... exactly. A drink know. in Valhalla with Nux. That's yeah. that's what I'm down with. <laughs> all right. That's, um, that's very fair. Yeah. yeah. He's, uh, he's, he's, he's real interesting to me. And it feels like he's... Because even though he's very, like, you know, on board with the... I will spray paint my mouth mm-hmm. silver and Valhalla, whatever. Like, obviously he lets go of all that stuff. You know, mm-hmm. fairly, fairly easily. So it feels like he's someone who, while all the rest of the war boys sort of feel kind of like brainwashed, like they're just—he
0: was totally brainwashed at the beginning. No, he
1: is, but it feels like there's there there must have been something underneath there that uh, to a, like to let go of all that stuff that easily and like get there's on board the power with the people. Power. Oh, I was going to say it's the power of love. the redhead. Power, power of the redhead. I could, I could, I can grant you that that redhead was pretty powerful. So, uh, <laughs> Jamie, who, who's your heart of the Ghostbusters?
3: I mean. I'm torn between just picking Furiosa because I want to know more about her. Like, I want to know, like, why was she taken and what happened, and, and I want to know what she's been doing this whole time. Um, and what she meant by... 7,000 days, except for the ones I don't remember. Yeah. And what yeah. she
2: meant by, I've done this before. Yeah. Yeah.
3: Um, And I like the woman from the group, the one who was bait, who then turned out to be, like, a kick-ass, like, soldier of her accord, yeah. like, covering the old woman when all the cars were coming over them and stuff like that um uh, i'm going with furiosa i also want to know how she lost her arm i have so many questions (laughs) that's a great like
2: tarantino thing like brad pitt's scar in inglorious bastards or the gold briefcase it's like it's never explained and i don't want it explained exactly you know Uh, like
3: unless over beers unless over
2: beers in a hypothetical situation sure hypothetical beers Yeah. yeah
1: Uh, Snake Pliskin's eye patch. That's, that's the Snake one I always Plissken's think of. You yeah. know? I don't mm-hmm. need to know why
0: he has one. Eye. I just need to know he has a fucking eye patch. Yeah. Um, I thought it was going to be revealed that she was abducted to be a breeder. Yeah. And well, then it's not unreasonable. Reason... No, I know. And then, and then for some reason it didn't work, and maybe she escaped and or came back, and that's maybe why she quit she... kids. Yeah. So I, she I switched thought... Jobs. Yeah, yeah, that was kind
1: of where I was going. That
2: though. that seems like a practical thing. Well, I was gonna say, and yeah, they that, certainly get know. the
1: impression that there aren't a lot of other female imperators there. No, you know? like everybody else out on the road with him is male. So yeah. it certainly feels like you know she must have she really had to. Pr- his respect. Yeah, yeah, she had to so, prove uh, herself. Yeah, maybe, maybe and that's how she lost she her arm. The game. Yeah. Yeah. But the exactly.
0: thing is, the we don't know. For long and we're mm. talking about it. Yeah. We're, we're speculating. Exactly. That's,
1: there it is. There it is. That's all you can ask for. Yep. Yeah well uh that wraps up uh mad max fury road uh personally i plan on going to see this movie again as soon as humanly fucking possible because uh, i i'm just uh, just fascinated by it so
0: what are you, what are you doing right now
1: uh, dude? Uh, i could be talked into it let's put it that way um next week at tomorrowland tomorrowland uh comes out next week yeah. so uh we'll be Excited. we'll be checking out tomorrowland uh, i'm I think it's gonna be playing IMAX 2D, which I'm pretty oh, excited about. Wonderful! I know it's such such a rare rare occasion, but I think it's playing IMAX 2D, so we'll check that shit out. Uh, and then uh, at that point, we're you know we're coming up on June, uh, so you can all look forward to uh, the month of June. We're gonna be digging through the Terminator movies as well. Uh, so Tomorrowland, we get one more week after that, but uh, I'm so looking forward to two, yeah. Three we're gonna be doing Terminator movies sort of alongside uh, current releases, I think. So we'll do you know terminator movies in brief uh along with some current releases so uh in the in the lead up to the next terminator movie which again like my expectations very low but i just really want an excuse to you know go through all the terminator movies again, arnold schwarzenegger
2: so. is in the movie
1: that's there you <laughs> go so that's that's
2: no i'm just ba- doing the, bar is set i <laughs> know uh, i'm just i'm just doing that to fuck with you because you keep trying to pretend like you don't know that he's in the movie no
1: i know he's in the movie I, yeah come on come on come on i'm not I'm not from mars uh so thank you all for being here he said he'd be back that's true he did say many times he said he'd be back thank you guys all for for coming along on our motor vehicular mayhem journey today uh bart jamie not on the internet uh jeff where can the people find you on twitter
2: at ari Grote.
1: fabulous and uh you can find me of course at mdaily01 the blog is daily screening.com and you can subscribe to the podcast on uh, iTunes or SoundCloud. Rate the thing. Read the thing. Write the thing. You know, leave reviews and stuff. Why not? We enjoy reading those if ever anybody did that. I don't think we have any. Uh, we don't. It's, so. only, it's only been a year and yeah, a half. It's fine. Whatever. We've had fun talking. I hope you've had fun listening. Have a lovely evening and a fantastical tomorrow.